I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because uh, Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Saturday morning, ready to do some podcasting. We are doing a feedback show. That's where we talk about the things that you had to say throughout the week. You can leave feedback show by just looking in a, a feedback. You can leave feedback by just looking in the show notes. At the bottom of every show, it tells you like the voicemail line, the email, the website, all that stuff. If you're on Spotify, we have polls. You can leave comments on the episode to our question of the episode. Um, and uh, th- this is where we come to talk about all that stuff. And the official weapon of the show is the taser, an unofficial sport. What about? A bullet ball extreme, 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 extreme. Um, <laughs> got my tongue tied today. Um, uh, I guess uh, we can go ahead and start getting into the episode. I will say, too, if you're just the tippers or premium members, we have put our latest premium sport movie review out. Uh, it's the... Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, it's in your feed already, so uh, you should be able to check those out. And uh, we hope you enjoy them. Appreciate the people to leave feedback on those and all that stuff. And uh, if you're not premium, it'll be in your feed in like a month because uh, that's when we put those things out there if you just are subscribed to the Sport Movie Review podcast regular feed. Um mm-hmm. All right, let's uh but but man, I just gotta say, like, our reviews are so fun, they're thorough, and um, you know, the con the comments and the con- comedy that happens with with the feedback and the trailers, like it's a fun time, <laughs> you know. We had like a good time talking uh JL Covan, of course, friend of the show, friend in real life, <laughs> like wrote in a comment on a review from like for Avatar or something the way of water and it, we had a fun time responding to it like it is it's like we have a good time over there so i don't even know that you have to be that big of a movie fan to enjoy our movie reviews but right uh you know if you care about spoilers you don't, have to be, don't watch the movie to enjoy our movie reviews well if you care you about spoilers you may if you care about spoilers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if not you you can listen to it and enjoy it even if you never plan on seeing the movie right and the thing is uh we the title is in the name the name is in the title yeah Spore. right so you know when you click you can't be shocked and or surprised right all right let's go ahead and get into this show um let's start let's start by shouting out of course there's a on the website you can go to the blackouttips.com and you can give us money you can look on the right hand side and says would you like to contribute to the show and you can pick any denomination of money and you can do one time recurring. We don't care. What? Uh, but we give everybody a shout out. And this is that time. May I have your attention? You are now listening to Charlotte's Own Rod and Karen. We welcome the good folks who tied to the Black Tiger Tips. Today's a new day. Yes, new day, new drop, new guap. Let's talk about it. Chris from Hawaii dropped us that that money off in the bank. April G, uh, Corey the Tickler, uh, Tabitha M, Alexis H, uh, Wonga from Down Under, uh, Tanya S, Marlon B, yes, Marlon B, Dostry, Dostry J, 
uh tiffany b uh no relation to marlon uh shirley wong esquire please say the esquire she earned it she went to school she got them degrees uh palmetto stone magic uh lindsay b uh mr span uh who started his podcast thing now it's called the mr span podcast uh but he restarted it uh soft launch uh like three or four episodes in go check it out he's back uh jay full and lastly alfonso m thank you everybody who puts in on this we wouldn't be able to do it without your help it goes a long way so uh you know appreciate y'all now play me out choir Karen, would you like to speak in some tongues real quick? No? Mm-mm. Okay, all right. Uh, don't want to play with Jesus. All right, then let's get to uh, the <laughs> five. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. <laughs> Just in case. You I won't hear. catch me. <laughs> Just in case. I hear you. you get to the gates and you'd be like, what's up with all that shit you was talking? Um, all right. Right. And that'd be the, that'd be the thing. Why? Why not? The reason why I don't make it to glory. No, thank you. He turned all the cheeks <laughs> except that one. Um, all right. Uh, five star reviews. I think we didn't get any new ones, but I don't remember if I read this one. It's from 10 days ago, so I should have read it, but I don't remember. So I'll just read this okay. one. Hey, y'all. Great show. Um, and it's five stars and that's all it is. It's Mr. Fine Apple. Uh, who left that one thank you mr fine apple um i don't remember reading this one so it's new to me uh (laughs) let's talk about the what'd you say i'm sorry i said we'll take it yeah absolutely let's talk about the comments on the website the first episode of the week was 2671 stop and lick it was our feedback episode we had a few comments sean says brief two paragraph apology I apologize for accusing you of gaslighting me. It was inappropriate and hurtful. I understand that you are doing a lot and appreciate every podcast you offer. I appreciate that you are generally more reliable than the American news outlets. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you. You know, I'm going to be honest, dog. It's a lot of work to do this shit. And when I'm not doing game theory in another city, it's easier because I do. I read and do a lot more research. I I told everybody before I even came here that, hey, y'all remember last time? It's about to go back to a more conversational, less fact-checked. Like, I don't have the mental bandwidth, and I don't have the time to to be <laughs> writing a TV show and being like, let me go check out 17 paragraphs of this Washington Post piece before I talk about it. No, you, 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 you're not going to get that. What you, what you, what you are going to get is more uh, Karen NBA uh, TV talk. I mean, M- NBA uh, talk, Hornets talk. That's what you're going to well, get. Well, there's ba- also ba- stuff. Ba- 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 yeah, that's <laughs> stuff like that, too. Karen just decides she got an NBA corner now. You know what I'm saying? She didn't run that by me. <laughs> and the thing I think nope. a lot of people don't understand about me as the host, and it's one of the reasons, like, we don't have a producer. We're not, like, the celebrities mm-hmm. that just sit down in front of a microphone and someone else is telling us what to talk about or there's a segment Correct. person it's, 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 it's nothing that we read a script off of we don't have a researcher we can I be like doing it live. yeah <laughs> we don't have a researcher and stuff and what people don't understand is like from my perspective 
um uh, karen uh, justin other guests and stuff um they are constantly like eroding my my thought thing now this is a good thing for the show i, I want them to it's okay. it's what makes the show work is mm-hmm. um you know like i've told like like y'all will notice sometimes karen will talk over top of me and i'll like consciously like shut the fuck up and look look like look down try to remember what i was going to say or whatever you know write down something because i want them to have that freedom that's what makes the show fun is that they can just like bust in and, and do some shit and 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 whatnot now what's happening a lot of times is whenever they're saying this loose cannon shit because i'm the one that did the reading and the research sometimes yes. i'm in my mind having to fact check them as they're talking i don't right. know everything but i'm trying my best because i'm also thinking about 12 other things with the show keeping it running what kind of feedback we're going to get from this if this is accurate what was the thing i was going to say what was the point i was trying to make <laughs> what's the next topic that's coming up how much time have we been recording how much time do we right. have left what do we have after this how long is this shit going to take to edit and upload so i'm thinking about a lot of shit at the same time so sometimes i'm not always conscious even to be able to be in the moment and joke and stuff like that um mm-hmm. i try to be but it's a it's just another thing to add on top of my thought process so what I'm saying is if 27 times Karen has said the wrong thing about China and I've gotten 26 and forgot the one time, I, maybe it's a joke, maybe it's not, but it there is a part of me that's like, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we've had this happen. We've had this happen with other fans and stuff where they've written in about something like this. And it's like, I don't want to be mad at them because I, I think they're enjoying the show and they just want it to be good yeah. and better. And they want it to be accurate, right? But I need them to understand I'm human. Karen's human. We're all, we're, you know, there's not, a, we don't have a team of people. We don't have lawyers and the legal department no, and research department. No, not somebody re-listening to it to be like, hey, this is right. This is not right. Re- redact this. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a read down. We don't have a rehearsal. This is all live. So we would never purposely put misinformation out there. So if somebody wrote up to be like hey y'all said this thing and it was just like wrong or whatever that's cool but that small mark of a second that has become a thing now felt to me like a gotcha i caught you slipping you made a mistake whereas 99 percent of people heard this you know everyone else who listens to the show thousands of people heard it and they either went oh rogers didn't catch it that time or they went you know whatever and i think maybe my own insecurity and self-consciousness and how hard i am on myself about being accurate about what we do it it meshes in with that feedback and it's you know and there's a response that's probably more uh i mean i try to keep it funny to be honest i'm not gonna i don't i don't ever try to make be mean to people but there's like an aggressiveness Mm -hmm. there that's like dude lay off you know that that i'm sure you picked up on that's that's me being like come like of all the things I'm worried about, <laughs> that one second of me fucking up really shouldn't have to. It really don't need to be addressed. I'm sorry, yeah, and I, and I, hate and I, I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm sorry that Roger yeah. was talking. I just came in with the bomb and was like, "Boom!" Let me blow everything up. Yeah, because it's never addressed too directly to Karen. Like Karen said this thing. It's always like y'all, because everyone wants to be nice to Karen. They they want to tr- be. <laughs> friends with karen and i'm the one that's the bitch you know i'm the one that's that's sassy and shit and i get it but yeah it's, it just takes on a life of its own sometimes now i'm if it's funny i'll keep it going because i think 
there's value to be had in funny. So it's funny to go back and forth uh, a little bit, you know, with the like, aha, yes, you know. But, yes. Yeah, it's been fun. Yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I like I don't even if you're just facetiously apologizing. I actually do appreciate it because, like I said, man, it's it's hard. <laughs> you know, I, I try not to complain too much about the shit I'm doing, but yeah, it's, it can it it be, it can be hard, bro. It's a reason y'all not getting five episodes a week and feedback, and I mean, in uh in premium shows and all that, because I'm doing a lot of shit here, and I'm just not constantly you know, on social media telling y'all all the shit I'm doing and how hard it is or how easy it is or how much, you know, some of this shit is just like, for me, you know, some days I just get home and I'm, I just lay down. <laughs> you know, like I'm just yeah, like, compressed. yeah, yeah I'm like, compressed. I, I have the time to do a show, but I don't have the mental space to do a show because Correct. if I did a show, it might sound like I might fuck up or I might not know some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't read every article and, and and, and, I, and I'm not up to date on every current event. There's entire things or social media things that happen. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck about this. And I'm not going to, you care. know, whatever, like the shit with Rihanna in that magazine cover or some article where she said she had a fine baby or something. And you clearly like motherfuckers are doing a lot with it. I, I haven't even looked into it because I was just like, I don't want to talk I, about it. <laughs> about the baby and I don't care and honey y'all know me I was I don't care you know prior to all this honey I'll tap out some bullshit yeah I just don't think a podcast with two people that don't care is good and I don't like (laughs) I don't like listening to anybody's I don't like listening to anybody's podcast where the people are like I don't be looking shit up I just be talking I hate that shit anyone can do that so y'all just some days y'all don't get a show but what I'm saying is I'm tired so sometimes we'll do a show where I think like, okay, I had a bandwidth for this and maybe there's one fucking second in the two hours where I fuck up and I'm being honest, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not right now. <laughs> it's not the time. Uh, all right. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. do y'all, y'all don't hear no stomping, do you? Stomping? No. Okay. All okay. Right. Cause, uh, uh, cause you know, it's some kids above us and all I hear. Doo, 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 doo. I can't you know, hear kids it. don't have no rhythm. So yeah. I was like, do they hear that on the mic? Oh, well, I with the mic, we, tumbling. the mics we have, it's kind of hard to pick up that stuff. I'm sure like if you got like a real sensitive ear, you can hit it. Or if you got your volume all the way up, maybe, but I can't hear okay. it. I also apologize that responding to my comments made you so busy that you do not have enough time to click through the article quoted by Google. If you had, you would have found the quote was actually a reference to 2015 changes in Chinese one child policy. I should not expect you to be more accurate than Google. So this is low-key still a jab, but uh, yeah, that's fine, man. Like I said, it's, I can only pour out my humanity and, and and ask for your empathy so much, but at the end of the day, I'm just a fucking entertainment box to y'all, and uh, I'm a clown. Just wind me up, and I'll jump out the box. Abia says, hmm, somehow my former comment is gone. Now I'm afraid I said something bad, but it was only that listening to podcasts is something I can do despite having kids because I can do it while walking and driving and doing housework. I don't know because when I clicked on this post, it says four comments and you're right. When I go to look for your comment, it's not there anymore. I'll, uh, let me go. Well, it could, maybe it put her in spam or something. I'll see what there's one comment in. there's a comment in trash. Uh, but, Oh, that was somebody asked me to delete that comment. Yeah, I don't know, dog. I see. I, I remember seeing it when it first posted. I don't see it now, but it's it's all good. Gina Gate says, 
But wait, wasn't there some copaganda a while back about some stupid police unit handing out ice cream coupons or something? Yes, they were pulling over black people and handing out. I don't remember if it was black people, but I feel like it was black people. But they was pulling over people and they was handing out the coupons and people was like, I fucking thought I was going to be arrested. I thought I did something wrong. I'm in fucking panic. And here you come with a goddamn coupon thinking it's cute. And, and you yeah. know, it was like my interaction with you. This is not the interaction I want with you. Stand on the corner and hand these bitches out. Don't be right. randomly pulling me fucking over. Right. Not to mention, like, who knows what you motherfuckers are. Like, your cop brain might kick in and you'd be like, well, while I'm here, let's have a look in the glove box. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I have a mental image of a befuddled black person being offered ice cream by an officer. Yeah, we covered that years ago on the show. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that sad. stuff. Mm-mm. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's funny. Uh-uh. Not, that's not the type of outreach I want. I'm just trying to make it to the grocery store. Don't pull yeah. me over. I would like for you to just do your job the way it's supposed to be done and just not with without the racial bias and without the excessive force. I really don't think that's a lot to ask for. And I would venture to guess that 99% of black people would like that. <clears throat> And if we did that, I would venture to guess that a lot of black people even would be like, that's then that's what I want police to be able to do. And that's fine. You know, we have communities in America who don't have a problem with the police. Mm -hmm. And they think the police are doing a great job. And you know what those communities have in common? They white. And you go, well, hold up. The white people are fucking up black people, blah, blah, blah. Right, exactly. But they're not going up in Ballantyne and stopping and frisking and fucking up white people. They're not doing that. So, of course, their relationship with policing is different than ours. They think it's fine. They don't think anything needs to change. They only think something needs to change when they look on the news and see how we are being treated. But for them, for the most part, they're not experiencing the excessive force, the unlawful search and seizure and stuff like that. And there's no amount of fucking stopping me and giving me an ice cream coupon that's going to fix that shit, dog. It's not. That's not what I asked for. And that's not what I want. This, this, who I want that, this is a real who asked for this. Yeah, I want Transformers and y'all bringing GoBots. I don't need I don't need that, bro. Um, <laughs> and I don't need your fucking, you know, red, black and green cop cars either. They not. It's not helping. That's mm-hmm. not. That's I would like for y'all to just do the job properly. That That's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, um, the poll was Black History Police Cars. Yes or no? No. Five <laughs> percent said yes. I don't know who these niggas are. I'm like that Tommy is Davidson. It for, is it for the comedy's sake? I feel like that Tommy Davidson clip on uh, the Breakfast Club where he was like, "Who are these niggas?" <laughs> that's, how, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm post on Instagram and TikTok. The fuck? Why do you yeah. want this guy? Who are the 5% that's like black? Who, who, who is the 5%? Yeah. Like, I do want uh, the Black History Police uh, 10 minute Adult Swim animated TV show, but I don't want this shit. Uh, 95% said no, of course. The, you know, saner, cooler heads prevailed there. But here's what's crazy the people with money, 11%, would like the. Black history police cars. Mm. That's that I didn't they see that coming, Karen. They, they, they got the money, so they, you know, they 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 priced out of police. They don't see race. Maybe okay, is that what it is? 
they, they, they say, listen, I live in the white neighborhoods. I'm fine. Come on. This, this is where I live. I'm fine. They ain't stopping and frisking me. You know what they say? I, you know what they say? It was like, I am not like any of those Negroes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be like those other Negroes. Yeah. Yes. I'd never be like none of them other Negroes. That's what Spotify's saying. They coming out. They coming out the house getting their newspaper and waving to uh waving to the cops. I'm like, oh, there they go. This hey, holding these it down. Niggas, these, these niggas coming outside. Whistle while you work. Yeah. <laughs> well, the black history cop car is probably playing some brand newbian or some shit, but coming down the <laughs> coming down the block to Tribe Called Quest. Right. Uh, but it ain't bothering them so i guess they like fuck it but yeah for for the rest of us <laughs> for those of us who you know do give a fuck um i i'm shocked that it was even as high as 11 percent. i just can't imagine who that's a good idea to but who knows you know maybe there's some black person on the police force that thought that was outreach um uh, so yeah, eleven percent yay, eighty nine percent nay. Uh, the comment for we, no comments on uh, YouTube, um, but the comment for uh, anchors Q and A. Watch Game Theory with Bomani Jones, and we got people that replied. June Mo said, "Oh, our girl June from Harlem says can't wait to go to another taping." Ignacio says, "Secure the bag, Rod." <laughs> Thank you, trying. <laughs> Michael Dub- Michael Williams says every Friday I played it multiple times on HBO Max. Okay, cool, because they, they look at them streaming numbers. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how much they look at the ratings ratings, but I know they look at them streams. Uh, James says did and will continue to do it. Love the Brett Fraud and NFL woke segments. Keep up the good work, Rod. Thank you. Raphael says I may not be awake at 1130 Friday night. Well, that's not that's not a problem. I just need you to be awake at 11 on Friday night because we don't go off until 1130. So uh, if you can stay to 1130. I understand. Uh, as soon as I wake up. You don't miss the whole show. As soon as I wake up before my kid claims her domain, I won't catch the latest refreshing up of game theory. Talk your shit, Bo Monty. Put my friends on it too. Thank you, dog. Thank um, you. And Roger says, I love the show. It's fun and easy to follow, even though I don't follow sports. Also, for video editing, check out Canvas Real or TikTok templates for a quick start or treatment ideas. Thank you. And Roger says, I will now that he's a baldy. I don't even know what this means. Because I cut all his hair off. I know, but like, why Why would he have not watched when Bo had hair? I guess is the question. Like, what was I the, don't know. I, I guess it's the camaraderie <laughs> with, with the hair. I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I would yeah. like to know what what was the difference I mean, for I mean, him. We, we just have questions, that's all. Was he just hating? I, I don't, you know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> he got hair and I, and I don't. Oh, right. now he ain't got no hair. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, 2672 Chicken Roping was our next episode. Appia says, I only heard about the dog shit attack from you, and it seems to be a pretty big thing. The paper critic is writing, uh, the paper the critic is writing for is pretty legit. In Germany, it's way harder to fire someone who has a steady job. But even in Germany, there are some limits. And I would say this seems like one. About kids on social media, it's absolutely not something to be taken lightly. But also, I don't think just forbidding is a solution. My older kid is 10 and has zero interest in it yet. But if or when she wants, I would try some. Let's try one where we both have access to and see how this goes. Yeah, a lot of parents do that. Yeah, I've I realized that that uh, I've seen that's kind of an alternative. And to me, that still is a that's a good alternative. Like some parents will be like, hey, 
we both have access to this know that i'm going i'm in here i'm looking i'm watching i got access to everything you got yeah if you kick me out i'm shutting the whole shit down you won't have access to anything but even and even with that as a compromise because it's very tough when all the kids got phones every right. and all parents aren't monitoring all parents aren't watching all parents aren't there inactive you have a subsection of parents just like our parents that goes i don't know nothing about that that tickety talking that nintendo phone and they just tap out of technology and it's you know it's one of those things where the kids know more than them which which i completely understand that but it's not safe when the, a lot of times the kids don't really understand the consequences and the repercussions to their actions and doing these things and now Social media fucking follows you forever. Something I did at goddamn 10, you bringing it up at 45 like it happened yesterday. Bitch, I was 10. Mm -hmm. You know, shit like that. And so it's just, you know, one of those things where I think that that is a decent compromise because at least your child still have access to it. And on top of that, it's like, as a parent, you still need to find an appropriate age. You know, because... Even with all that, a kid can still find a way around it. Start their own email. Create create the, the... I forget what it's called, the Finsta, the fake Insta, you know, stuff like that. So, like, there's always going to be ways that kids can get around it. And, I I mean, to be honest, I understand both. Like, I understand the parents are just like, listen, you're not going to have social media or you're not going to have a phone or whatever. And I also understand the parents who, like, try to, like, introduce it softly. Like, hey, let's, I, I, you know, I want to make sure I'm aware of all the dangers and stuff. You know, I think it was Mike Vito was talking about like his daughter's Insta, which he uses, you know, like they, they have together. And he was like, you know, people will say weird shit or try to DM her or something. And he has to be aware of that. And so if you're prepared to be involved and monitor, I think it is a good idea. But if you don't have the bandwidth for that, then maybe... Uh, maybe restricting it is the better idea just depending on what kind of parent you are and what kind of time you have yeah and what kind of child you have because yeah. uh, you know you know your child more than anybody else you know how responsible your child is because you know it's one of them things where the parents like if i can't get you to wash your ass and change the sheets why the fuck would i give you social media you know right. what i'm saying like simple things like that yeah because you know that the, th- the sad part with social media too is just the consequences are forever now and it's just not a place where like you know we see so many horror stories about bullying about uh people's right. making mistakes uh and we know the world we live in is not one where you make a mistake and everybody moves on like we still got people holding grudges against folks for shit they did when they were like teenagers so right you know, it, it's just yeah all right but uh back to this comment um I gave her a cell phone already, one with parental control. She can only text with the family, grandparents, and aunts. I also talked to her about pictures, what's okay and what's not. Let's hope that my approach is the right one for us. For now, it works very well. She's very trustworthy. Good, good. I'm nothing mm-hmm. but I'm glad. Cheyenne mm-hmm. says, hey, y'all. I came in to weigh in on the social media convo. I'm 25. I was introduced to social media in fifth or sixth grade. I currently have a 15-year-old sister on Instagram. I do think 13 is too young, asterisk, to be online. My first social media was MySpace and Quizilla. MySpace was dangerous because friends were important, and the 12-year-old me should not have been able to be in a cyber relationship with an unknown stranger. My mom right. gave me permission to create an account, and we used her email, but that didn't do much. My working single mom was not checking every email about bulletin boards and top eights. Exactly. Yeah, I remember also message boards and uh, chat rooms were before even MySpace. And that was even more unregulated. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like you'd have straight up predators in like Disney message boards and shit looking for kids. Like it was that crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quizilla was similar to AO3 fanfics and origin horror stories and lots of smut or lemon as it was called back in the day. Tumblr is weirdly the most appropriate site I use. It's pretty anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. And I followed, I uh, followed humor blogs, but porn started to pop up around age 16. I think popular blogs were selling their usernames at this point. Uh, yeah. And a lot of this stuff is unregulated because one, there's a law where you can't be held responsible for what's hosted on your website by people posting shit. So like, until recently that was just like seen as a catch-all blanket like hey even if you're putting child porn on tumblr tumblr can't be held accountable for it uh the user can but there's a lot of things users can do to uh to make sure that you don't know who they are and stuff um right and so and then also a lot of these places would feel like it was some type of freedom of speech thing to keep you from going out to the government from being able to get their users who were even violating the terms of the site and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But just kicking them off. Yeah. Or even if they kicked them off, like the government could come up and be like, we want a subpoena. We got a subpoena. We want to know where this person's IP address leads to and shit. And some of right. these companies would fight that shit, you know, or people would look down on the companies who cooperated with that shit, you know? So it's, it's a really messy situation, but um, <clears throat> that was a big part of it was that, user-driven content couldn't was not being regulated and so the companies could allow that stuff to happen and of course that means people reaching out to your 12 year old like Mm -hmm. there's just no regulation there and because our government has decided to be more hands-off and because technology moves faster than the speed of laws they're always doing some shit that to avoid regulation and then ignoring the consequences of avoiding regulation because you know who else likes avoiding regulations people that are abusers people that are criminals people that are exploitative um so yeah uh i think facebook could be fine if you have family connections i joined at 12 years old and i think having my aunts and grandma's friends kept me in line i mostly use it to tag my best friends and cute pics and post song lyrics these are my opinions as someone who's used social media since I was 10 or 11. It wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good either. I'd say 15, 16 is an okay time to have a personal social media account. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it, all of this stuff varies per kid and regulation, but mm-hmm. when the Surgeon General's like, yo, 13 seems to be too early. I think that's a hard one for me to not agree with. Like, because e- you, know you know why it seems to be too early? Because even if you admit that you would let your kid on there. All of us are saying it was a huge caveat. Like, and I'd monitor everything that was happening. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's like if I said 13 is too early to, to drive a car and you're like, well, it, it's not too early if I'm in the car and I got a steering wheel and I got brakes and I got the gas pedal on my side. Too. It's like, at some point we are saying like, Oh, then it is too early because driving for the most part is just, you get in the car, you drive like <laughs> right 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 you, you hop in you you going through a process yeah. you know like if you have to put all these barriers and caveats and all this shit around it you, like you said you're still saying that it, for some people it is still too early right so yeah but like i said i'm not 
telling y'all what to do. I don't have kids. It's just mm-hmm. I do I I do understand the reasoning of like there's got to be an age where with what we have allowed social media to be, if we're going to be unrestricted on there, there's, you know, do got to there's got to be something. Like, I mean, something as simple as like Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Almost every tweet I have now gets replied to by a spam sex account like some like some woman with no clothes being like, uh, you have any time for this or whatever? And it's like he decided at some point to just not regulate his own website. And so now we we have that. Now imagine if I'm, you know, a kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody is just sending me porn every time I tweet something. I'm pretty sure most parents think there's an age where that's not appropriate for their kid to be exposed to. Agreed. But Twitter doesn't have that. <laughs> The Twitter's like, if you have an account, you might, you can see some titties. Oh, well. Right. And so that, you know, so I'm like you, I understand both perspectives. I understand some parents like the fuck. No, like right. y'all don't have any regulations. Why would I throw my child out there to the wolves? So the poll results. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me check the comments and see if there's anything uh, comment wise. Okay. Yeah. We got a couple comments on YouTube. Uh, Broadway 510 says loving the content. Thank you. Carrie Moon one says, I agree 100% with the Surgeon General. People under 17, 18 should never have been allowed to sign up for certain social media sites to begin with, namely Facebook, outside of what it become became as far as misinformation, pushing certain profiles at the top of your feed and over others, and the invasive ads, etc. There were better when they only allowed college students and grads, mature or immature by start of freshman year, is still a different landscape. It's spaces kids that young aren't allowed to enter. They really could have tried to create a kid-friendly version like YouTube did. P.S. I can only say, my God, why, to that Fast 10 commercial. And yes, them black Tubi movies be god-awful, and it only took once to accidentally turn one on for more than five minutes to run the other way from that rabbit hole. Yeah, you know my favorite thing is watching... And I don't mean this to shit on y'all, but y'all know who y'all are. You motherfuckers that love going down the Tubi rabbit hole, but then got the nerve to come out your mouth and be like, you know, Ant-Man CGI was too, man, suck my dick. You are finding it I You know, I'm behind on X Good Show. Uh, I don't know if I'm like this Game of Thrones, but nigga, you watch 12 Tubi shows. Shut the fuck up. You These niggas are right. recording this shit with a goddamn Nokia brick. And y'all out here got some nerd act like you got some taste. You don't got no goddamn taste, nigga. This motherfucking editing is all fucked up. People wearing the wrong outfits, bullet holes going in the wrong place. Shit look like Nollywood. Shut the fuck up. You don't have no right no to continuity. judge nobody. Yeah, judge yourself, nigga. Judge yourself every time you turn that shit on. Fuck out of here, tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, man. The dragons on the last, the last season of Game of Thrones. Some of the, some of the uh, scenes were too dark, nigga. Everything on Tubi too dark. That's what it's. That's what it should be called. Too dark. That's what t- too. <laughs> too <laughs> that that's what that shit should be called. It's, that shit is terrible. You niggas talking about some like you got some taste. I don't feel. I don't be respecting none of y'all opinions now. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just saying, Severance was, yeah, you know what else is boring? Shows when where motherfuckers be inside the house and then in, in, in the next scene, the, the next clip, they be outside the house, but nobody explained nothing. That's just as bad to me. <laughs> that's, that's worse. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoy Tubi. You know, it's good that people have a place to just put anything, apparently. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, like, but like this, like, 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 uh, Ray J say, 
uh, be who you want to be, love who you want to love. Like, it, we don't have no problems with that. But what you're not going to do is turn around and take something, somebody don't put some effort in and be like, that's some bullshit. Yeah, just don't talk to me. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, right. I'm not saying you can't enjoy Tubi. I'm just saying mm-hmm. next time you fix your lips to be like, well, you know what, Wakanda forever. Hey, man, shut the fuck up. That's all I'm saying. You like Tubi stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't get to judge, dog. Okay? That's that's all we're saying. Um. <laughs> It's like when people write in, like, I eat Arby's. Right. So then you should never get to talk about other people's food. <laughs> Enjoy the Arby's. That's all we asking. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they uh, like, now why am I in it? They not minding their business. That's that problem, Karen. They not. If they would mind their fucking business, we wouldn't get 37 emails every time it comes up. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I eat Arby's. I really don't have room to tell somebody that a steak shouldn't should should I, whenever i say let me get my steak well done i should shut the fuck up i don't know what i'm talking about my taste buds have carcinogens in them child you better get out here you better get out here with that fucking rubber ass tire right now somebody like, gonna write in next week like, like i eat arby's and i eat rubber tires i love those karen you need yeah. to shut the fuck up and that's the that's how i feel about tubi people <laughs> anyway um uh, anchor the poll results, 88% of people say 13 is too early to join social media and 12% say no. Um, so even more people say too early. Uh, Q&A. Um, is it your right? It's your right. I'm sorry. It's your right to get super drunk and throw an axe. Wyoming. That's the law they passed. Jen says, <laughs> it's your right to get super drunk responsibly. Correct. Drink responsibly, guys. Uh, Ignacio, <laughs> like they always tell us. Ignacio says that's done. That's that Florida level shit. Uh, Raphael says, "I say free Davion. Let's sponsor him in the chicken roping Olympics. I'll start to go for me. He read Zoo and wants to save humans. Then again, Wyoming might not like a brother winning Black History. Nelson says, "Shit, yeah, yeah we." We come in there uh, winning the chicken roping all hell will break loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows what kind of roping they're going to be doing. Nelson yeah, says, right. shit, they got them in Brooklyn. I had a good time throwing them axes. Creasy says, yes, it is. I <laughs> love. I was like, chicken roping. Oh, he's not throwing them axes. That game, they got one here in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, every time we leave the Pointers game, we walk by the axe throwing place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I be looking like, hell no. Yeah, I just don't know why you, it's like if you, and maybe they do this, but it's like if you had a bar at the fucking gun range. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just like, it just don't seem smart. But what do I know other than to not have my ass up in there? But it don't seem smart. <laughs> you must say, they might be having a ball, but I'm looking like, but bitches are at. It don't you seem. down trees? Like bow, bowling isn't really safe if you think about how drunk you get and them, how heavy them balls is. But I definitely think an axe oh, or yeah, I think an axe or a gun or a sword is definitely like that. Creasy says, "Yes, it is. I love axe throwing." And Roger PJ says, uh, "It's also your right to hide the fact that you made a chicken jingle, Chris Lamberth." Mm hmm. Uh, that that Chris dude sounds a, just like Chris. He sounds exactly like Chris. Chris was acting like chicken, he couldn't hear. Chicken, he couldn't. Chicken. Chris was acting like he couldn't hear, but. I think he's moonlighting as a chick. He don't want to. He don't want to be on my coon list. So he's trying to moonlight as a chicken salesman. Come on, without admitting it. 
He afraid. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. We know that's you. Yeah. He afraid that I'm going to be like, you know, today's content is Chris Lambert. You know. Uh, episode two. We never do that. We love chicken too, Chris. Episode twenty six seventy three of Valentine's Day late. Ramsey D Jenkins says, "Hey family, five stars for the coverage of chicken roping." Uh, Angela says, "Hey Rod and Karen, thanks for the awesome podcast, especially while Rod is out here working on game theory. The cancellation of Black History Food Camp is a dracarys for me. Like you said, these folks are no better, if not worse, than the white bigots who are trying to erase our history, achievements, culture, and contributions to this country." Um. Quite often, the never satisfied crowd is obsessed with the thought that white people pay attention to and care about everything we do. When I was in law school, some of our black student union members worried about offending white students when we posted BSU meeting flyers around the school. One of my friends asked his white friend about it. He said that whenever she saw a sign that with black or BSU on it, she ignored it as she didn't think it applied to her like she would see the word black or BSU and literally stop reading. I would guess that most white folks feel this way when we aren't trying to quash the inclusion of history in our culture. So many of these fools didn't know that the black national anthem existed until the national clan leaders on Fox and in Congress told them to be offended and angry about it. Yeah, I, even like here's the thing with white folks. They not concerned about us in general. Uh-uh. And I'm not saying that they're not racist or any of this shit. I'm just saying your average white person is not really sitting around contemplating on black people all day. In some mm-hmm. way, in some ways, is that in some cases that's why shit get so fucked up, right? Because they don't mm-hmm. they don't put intentionality into their thoughts, you know. But the amount of people that I saw that I mean, well-meaning people that just don't even know shit like the black anthem which the NFL has been singing for several years now, and they still mm-hmm. every fucking year go, there's a black national anthem? They don't care, and they don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's not a, it's not notable. It's notable to us. You know, we know the people that sing it before the Super Bowl. We look forward to the shit, at, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph sang it this year, and they're looking like a poinsettia. Come on, looking like a whole-ass snack. Yeah, and every you know, all the black people on my timeline was was going down like like oh my god, you know. So all that shit to say, like I just don't walk around with the operating assumption that we are the main character in white people's minds at all time. I think it's mm-hmm. more the opposite. And so when stuff like this happens, I start working backwards to like how did it happen? How what was probably the process? And most people who have not thought about these things think it's some white person making fun of black people as a joke deciding to just destroy their entire company to get one racist jab in at black people during black history month now what and do you think the fucking furthest odds from that what it do you normally think the, starts with somebody black what do you think the fucking odds are of that and why can't we right. just read more of the article and and realize what was happening but yeah you know it just is what it is i People are mostly shallow minded and stupid when it comes to these type of topics. They don't read. Yes, they are. They don't like mm-hmm. these are not people that know history. And they don't understand that this is the other side of the coin of a race in history. It's the, you know, like Ron DeSantis wanting to take it out of the school books is just as dangerous as us trying to take it out of the culture because somebody might feel a way. 
Uh, speaking, let's see. Oh yeah. If, if the issue is that these complaining black folks are too traumatized and ashamed to go to food history camp, then they can skip it. Run to the summer camps where they learn about raisins and potato salad, unsweetened Kool-Aid and microwave fried chicken. Don't stop right. me and mine from learning about our impressive history. Those kids missed out on learning some amazing history and skills because Just of the insecure. Some and, adults. I, I shit, bitch! I would have signed up for it. Can, can 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 I just be in the background? Like, can I take notes? Shit. Those kids missed out on learning some amazing history and skills because of the insecure and uninformed protesting. Yeah, and um, what I keep thinking too is like people loved High on the Hog on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Black people were sharing the fuck out of that and being like, "Why can't we have more of this? This is more of that. It's the same people." And people are like, I'm insulted. It's racist now. Why? When did it become racist? It don't make sense. So I don't. I just don't know. We have a complicated insecurity around black history. Well-meaning mm-hmm. people think we're protecting each other by not talking about it. And racist people don't want us to talk about it because their kids are going to feel bad. You know, who right. else, you know who else need to be in these classes? Fucking white kids. They need to be learning about the culinary contributions that black people have made to American cuisine as well. Like, it's not just, it's just nothing to be ashamed of here. I'm sorry, but I'm not ashamed, and you can't make me ashamed of my fucking culture. Right, you can't make me ashamed. You can't make me feel bad. You can't make me back down. <laughs> you can't, you can't make, you can't make it appear that I'm the problem when I say this shit don't bother me. I'm the coon because I, because I'm saying I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I'm the coon because, like you said, Oz, Oz, some black person thought about this and bothered to somebody and went through the whole process. And the thing is, I've even heard people say, well, they need to consult people. Well, let, well, put it like this. Let's say they did consult people. Let's say they did do a survey, and that's what the people wanted, and that's what they did. You niggas would still have a problem. So the problem isn't that. The problem is that you would have a problem no matter what. Yeah, that's what I think it is. And, um, yeah, we just train people to not be very thoughtful on the shit. Like, they think Correct. they're helping us by supporting the people that are like – I was embarrassed to see some chicken in the in the cafeteria, and they think the the right thing to do to support them is to be like, yeah, because we support black people. It is embarrassing, and I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just doing what the most angriest person is telling you to do. That doesn't always mean it's right. There's more than right, one. We're not a monolith, but there's more than one way for black people to consider this shit. And just mm-hmm. read the fucking articles, and you'll see. Like in the case with that watermelon and fried chicken shit, it's a black person who does a chef that that worked at the at the place that was like, yo, I want people to experience the culture of our food. What the fuck? They got in trouble three years ago when they did the same thing with that same company and they did like ribs for Black History Month. That's not even fucking fried chicken, watermelon, ribs. What the fuck can we eat? What the fuck can we use to celebrate just black history? Just say skip it. Just say skip it. Just like, say skip it. You don't it. want to admit it. Just say fuck it. Fuck just Black History Month. Join Ron DeSantis and just don't put it right. in the schools at all. Fuck Correct. you. Uh, speaking of microwave fried chicken, my son's PW, I had some mac and cheese and fried chicken for Black History Month. Folks were loading up the plates and containers to take home for the to the dorms. Yep, that was us every Sunday. Granted, the last time the school served chicken, it was Atlanta Pink. Ugh, even though a lot of cafeteria staff is black. My son couldn't figure out what had happened, but the meal is now approved and the students are happy with the new chicken. Thanks again for awesome shows, Angela. Yeah, now that would be racist. If they serve chicken and the shit wasn't done, that would be racist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that'd be racist any month, for the record. Uh, <laughs> no, correct correct <laughs> and you know what also made people mad 
and 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 I know chicken is chicken, but you show with some baked chicken. Niggas be like, why I gotta be baked? Why can't it be fried? Yeah, like you would always have a problem with it. Yeah, I don't even want to be like one of these people, but I guess I just gotta be like a old head for a second. But I am just not soft like these niggas. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's like who built you, bro? Why you that soft? I wish I would walk into a motherfucking black history cuisine and be like, oh, white people going to see me eat fried chicken. I don't know about this. You know what the white people that's seeing you do what it's doing? They eating it too. Right. Ain't thinking about your black ass. Ain't no like, yeah, you're you not the main character here, dog. Have the chicken and move the fuck on with your life. Yeah. And, like, and if anything, all- calling the news brought more attention to the shit you claim to be insecure about. I don't... Like, why were you so sure you were right? That's so weird to me. Who raised you? Where you, have you been around white people your whole life? And then, is that what it is? Like, you always feel like this? Or, well, I don't, this this is crazy to me. This is crazy to me. And a lot of it boils down to white supremacy. We all have been impacted by it. And it's one of those things where things happen. And like you said, white people ain't thinking about us, but we're always thinking about them. So all of a sudden, we take everything they do as a personal attack towards yes. us as individuals. Like, like me, like this is about me, bitch. It ain't about you. Ain't about thinking about you. Ain't about considering you. You, but, like, but you, you know what? But you know what's worse, Karen? You know what's worse, Karen? The person that was thinking about you was the black person that worked at that fucking cafeteria. Right, because nobody else was. The person that was thinking about showing you love through your fucking own culture and food. And and, and here's the thing: I would go with this. If if that if I had ever heard even one story in my entire fucking 44 years of life of someone saying I was offended they serve egg rolls during Chinese uh during during the month of celebrating Chinese folks. Somebody get mad I was about I was mad. I was mad that they had lasagna for Italian American week. Like I've never heard it. So why am I the only one that's the joke? Right. I don't understand what inherently makes my culture a joke. That's not inherent anti-blackness. That's in everybody. Cause if, if you ain't got an answer, shut the fuck up and let me enjoy my goddamn chicken in peace. Right. Right. For Jewish people. Why are they serving matzo balls? Don't nobody, don't nobody come up in there and be like protesting matzo balls. Yeah. Get out of my face. Like you talking about a, so uh, you talking about a problem that that's much bigger than a fucking meal and you don't want right. to address that problem. So now we got to yeah. pretend that the food is the issue. No, nigga, the, f- the issue is internally in you. Your patronizing bullshit is in you. Your looking down on us is in you. That's in you. The insecurity of you as a black student, that shit is in you. I don't think my shit is inferior. If they said we celebrating black music tonight and I walk in and they playing hip hop and all this shit, I'm not going to be like, why they got to play the hip hop? I'm going to be like, yeah, because that's my motherfucking culture, nigga. If we actually this this night would be whack if it wasn't here. Anyway. Right. Um Appia says, I'm glad we are not hearing Trump from Trump so much. I don't think it's bad. He is one hundred percent doing the worst shit and reporting it would only give him momentum. I remember when I was a child and living in Poland, I heard that people in Germany, the rich, look down on the chicken meal because it's poor people food. Poor people food equal uh, us in Poland. I don't think this was ever true, but that's what my family thought. Yeah, I had never even I don't know enough white about white people to know that y'all's cultural ties to chicken, to be honest. So mm-hmm. that's interesting that there is one 
in 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 that area that people would look down on it. Norby says, "Hey, Rod and Karen, or I think it's Norby say, I believe." Um, hey, Ryan and Karen, I haven't finished the episode yet, but I just got finished listening to the summer camp story. Fuck with black people. I wanted to drop my two cents as well. I feel like social media and what it is doing to our collective brains makes it easier for people who without it would not get the time of day. Mess things up for the rest of us. A couple of years ago, I worked in a piece of legislation, like wrote much of the language and then worked to get it passed. That included a universal income for low income black pregnant women, people in California. It was a part of many programs that we were pushing to close the gap of black maternal mortality um we got it passed yay and a group of black women who had dedicated their lives to black maternal health started putting the program together in the details once they got the program together late last year and started to advertise the program so that black women across california that qualify would know that this is available to them a thousand dollars a month to do whatever you need for two years buy diapers pay your light bill pay for a night nurse or lactation cancel counseling there were several people on the internet with lots of follows, hundreds of thousands, telling black women not to do it because it was a trick and that we were going to try and steal their baby's DNA and other crazy stuff. By the way, there is no blood drawn or medical anything to be a part of the program, only some paperwork to ensure that if you get the money and have other benefits like food stamps, you don't lose that for receiving extra money every month and that you meet the qualification, a parent or a pregnant, not rich by California standards. I was floored. It then ended up on a popular social media black IG account with this suspect headline and folks started making all types of crazy assumptions about how this was white people trying to do experiments on black babies. A simple Google search would have shown that the person running the program is a black woman doctor who is a mother of a black boy who is amazing and fights for black women every day and is behind the program and working with several black orgs across California. Anywho, the program is still here. It didn't get shut down. But I keep thinking about all the black women who might have benefited from the program who won't because some random ass person on the Internet, like folks not even in health, one person does hair for a living, was like, this ain't good for black folks. It just breaks my heart how some of us just kill or try not or try to kill good things for us because of their own trauma and hurt. And now we have a way to amplify the trauma to impact other folks. P.S. I apologize for all the extra details, but I feel like it was important to get the already misinformation around it. Uh, it's fine. Oh, and no, uh, I'm almost done. And if it's not obvious, I'm also a black woman who is a mom. Just on the off chance, folks assume that I wasn't a black woman behind the policy as well. Nor Bay say, oh, nor Bay say, okay, I was so close. Uh, or Nana, if fine. All right, Cam, what were you going to say? I'm about to say what you described was the cycle. What you described is somebody comes, somebody black that actually loves us and cares about us comes with these great ideas they get laws passed they, they they do these things to get it out there somebody who who knows nothing about it like you say not in their field don't live in these states that's what happened a lot of times too these these niggas don't even live and need so they are not impacted by these shit a lot of times whatsoever they don't live in these states they are not impacted by it mm-hmm. they because the internal thing make shit up and like i said before they make it about them because of white supremacy all of a sudden it's white people and white people ain't thinking about us white people didn't come up with the ideas but it does not matter and a lot of because social media has made everything to the point where people have no critical thinking skills and people uh a lot of people are followers people would not admit a lot of people are followers they do things 
just following people. They don't actually have their own thought process. They don't actually analyze shit. They don't actually use any critical thinking skills. They don't ask themselves, is this right or this wrong? They don't why do, they don't ask themselves, why don't I like this person? This person they didn't like, like they don't they don't question things whatsoever. And if they really did, the foundation of what they think came from somebody else. It did not, it did not generate from a genuine place within themselves or something directly impacted them. It's a they looking around and everybody else is doing it, so they're they're doing it too. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it creates this fake and false anger about something that actually they should not be mad about. Because you know what? If these people were to do their research, if these people were to be proven wrong, because I guarantee you these people out here out here spouting that shit, guarantee you people's up underneath them going, hey, dog, you're wrong. They don't care. Because you know what they're rewarded for? They're rewarded for for amplifying themselves. You know, they, they're rewarded for, for getting their thing out. Regardless of if it's right or wrong or indifferent, and guess what? The the retraction doesn't get the same energy as them being wrong. Yeah, and, and it could be very frustrating. And a lot of them also, saying, a lot of them are their content is black grievance. Like a lot, yes. of, a lot of people are content creators of sowing this type of discord in social media and stuff, and. You know, this this is these are some of the same people that were able to, you know, tell us why we shouldn't vote, you know, and shit until they got a check of some time. And you know, and then all of a sudden they was ready to support the candidates that they swore they was against and shit. Like I remember that, you know, like mm-hmm. you can't trust these motherfuckers. So, um, unfortunately, uh these are the people that grab on to shit like this and it's not just who the people who you would think it's not always your dr umars and shit a lot of these people are Mm -hmm. people you think would be concerned and supportive of the legislation that they claim to want to see that doesn't exist but the second that it is that it is actually created they go this is not this is this is not right anymore because it you know i actually like the grievance more than I wanted a solution. Correct. And that, and that's the part where I'm going to tell you right now, be it right, wrong, or indifferent. It, it frustrates me because it's one of those things where I, I get to the point where my anger comes in with people like that. Like, Bitch, what are you doing? Nigga, what are you doing? What are you doing? Other than complaining. What are you doing? Are you passing yeah, laws? I think a lot are of them. What are you doing? I think a lot of them, the evidence of what they're doing is their social media. Like, you know, that was one of the big... Okay, okay. And, that and, was, and to me... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, that was one of the big um, red flags for me that I, I picked up on over the time over the years was that a lot of these people's quote-unquote work was the work they were doing via Twitter and shit. And then they would try to... Conv- because there can only be one, you know, activism Highlander shit. That meant that anyone that was either A... <laughs> in their way more popular than on social media was doing it wrong right that's number mm-hmm. one but it also meant that people that were doing shit offline were somehow wrong and not to be listened to you know right. and the people that were doing activism where if i walked outside where they walk down their block and people know their name and their face they're not necessarily as popular on twitter Mm-mm, but like the people that matter and the people they know those people are fucking thankful for them. Whereas social media is so fucking um, 
surface level that you can be worshipped online and you get that adulation that feeds that narcissism and all that shit you get that and you become known as you know the person for black tiktok or whatever the fuck you know you're in the videos you're at the events but it doesn't necessarily mean that your impact is felt anywhere but basically online you know and so that self-aggrandizing comes in and it becomes if i didn't if I didn't stamp this legislation, if they didn't fly me out, then this isn't going to work and it's not right. And there's something wrong with it. Only trust me. Don't trust the black women that worked on this. You know, the same thing happened with the vaccine where they had the doctor that was a black woman and they, people would be like, trust me. That, that's just a trick. That black woman that worked on that don't care about black people. Like it's that type of shit that, and it has to be that way because at the end of the day, how do I get you to give me all your power? It's by telling you there's no one else you can listen to, not even yourself. I I figured it out, everybody. And in those ways, me and Bossy talk about this all the time. In those ways, uh, even liberal spaces can become like that QAnon shit. We have our own QAnon type shit. We yes, just we, do. we just don't see it as threatening because enough of us either believe it participate in it or know people that are kind of down with it that we're like oh no 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 it's not like that at all but when you just look at the power structure of it and the way these conspiracies take on their own life with no real with no need for proof it it is to me a scary thing and it and it can how many black women were harmed because these are resources they could have had they did not get we are trying to stop we're trying to help black maternal health do you understand how fucking important that is? And you playing games on Twitter with it? That's crazy to me. Right. And, you know, to an extent, you know, people wouldn't look at it like this. But if you are not aware and alert and a lot of people like to, quote unquote, brag about how they are above and they they, they uh, would never, quote unquote, be caught up in the cult. Mm-hmm. But you are. For a lot of people, it's, on, it's online cult. Yeah. I might not go to your church. I might not worship you every day. You might not fly me off in the middle of nowhere, but it is a form of a cult, you know, because you are easily influenced. You're angry all the time, upset all the time, sad all the time, mad all the time. And it's because you look online and a lot of these people are influencers and you follow them. You, you, everywhere they say they can't be wrong. You don't challenge anything they say. And it's one of those things where that's very, very, very scary. And people with critical thinking skills, like you say, I see it on the right and I see it on the left. But, you know, for some people, they think their side is right and the other side is wrong. But the technique is the same. You know, it is actually the same, you know. And I've said this before, but, you know, have people ever questioned, like, why they upset at certain things with certain celebrities and shit like that? No, they just go, everybody's mad, so I'm mad, too. You know, everybody's upset or everybody don't like them or that's the way. So I am. Too. A, yeah, sometimes you can have critical thinking skills. You can be like, OK, I have my own thoughts and I don't like them. Cool, cool, cool. But for a lot of people, there's no critical thought process behind it. Yeah, I think the rejection of that for me became I realized what it was for most people is it's a loyalty test. Mm-hmm. It's a loyalty test. The same thing a, a cult does, same thing a, a church does is a, a gang. It's a loyalty test. We don't like this person and you need to prove how much you don't like them because then you can be our friend. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, 
you know, or, or separating people from their families. Like, I think one of the worst things that people do online is every time it comes like a holiday or something, they encourage folks to go home and fight with their family. I'm like, for what? So, Because when they come back and tell you about it, you're just going to call them either stupid or a liar. It's not like you ever go like, good for you. You can be our friend now. We always, they be like, uh, wow, you even, why you even got a, a racist uncle in the first place? It's like, nigga, don't nobody control that. <laughs> like, right. It's not like you you get born and you get to pull out the settings on your family and be like, I'm going to turn them up to 90 for racism. Like, it's not, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it don't work like that. We all got a weird uncle we don't talk to. Like, or whatever. Right. Or like, we all got that one motherfucker you don't want to sit to next to Thanksgiving and they're a staple of the family and we all kind of go, oh, this motherfucker. But it's funny because I, I think I just really dialed into the last few years what is real to me versus the illusion of online and the signaling and stuff. And I have found myself to be more comforted with reality than like the illusion of being perfect or any of this shit that is sold to us. I, it is, I think it is more relatable and honest for me to be like, yeah, I got my one aunt that every fucking Thanksgiving calls the Cowboys, the cowgirls. And it's a bit of a homophobic or transphobic or anti-feminist. It's, it's something. I don't know the exact words, but it's something. Y'all mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. You're not supposed to do that. Mm-mm. But I bet you more of you can relate to that because it's honest and true. And you got somebody in your family that do that shit or something like it. And you roll your eyes. You don't like slap the fucking Thanksgiving plate out their hand and kick them out the house. Right. And, and I bet you more of you can relate to my honesty there than if I were to either lie to you or tell you, like, I don't go to Thanksgiving. My aunt said cowgirls one time. So I just eat I just eat Chinese food in my house by myself every Thanksgiving. Like, no, y'all would be like either this nigga lying or he's over fucking reacting because, you know what, I'm going to go to my Thanksgiving and I'm going to be looking at my fucking aunt that makes the inappropriate joke and I'm going to roll my eyes or everyone's going to laugh and then we're going to continue watching the game. That's the real truth. And I think that's what doesn't exist enough on our social media because all our social media is a presentation to other people of what we want to seem like and not who we are. Uh, Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for a lot of people, they would rather be the social media tells the truth on people. A lot of people would rather be, presented with lies then presented with the truth uh because the truth isn't pretty and the truth makes you challenge yourself and the truth makes you analyze shit and the truth you can't look at the truth and go black white the truth is gray sometimes because the truth truth is just more relatable to me but you got to choose to live in that shit you know it's like when i talk about you know, I I read all these fucking books. I do. I'm 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 in these listening to these conversations. I'm, I'm but I'm not a perfect person or anything. But I, and I come from the same quote unquote toxic background as many other niggas. But at the same time, like I will tell people, like yeah, I've had conversations with people that maybe they was homophobic and I said something. There's also been times they said something and I, they and I just moved the fuck on with my life because I'm not gonna spend. 20 i don't have the 20 minutes to sit down with this nigga let him be ignorant and hope that i reach him at some point i don't have the time and it ain't gonna and it probably ain't gonna happen anyway but pick and choose my spots but like it's the honesty people i think either can't handle or they love about you right The, the authenticity they either can't handle it or they love it about you and here's the thing i love black people i love us flaws and all so even mm-hmm. in our worst moments, even when I'm 
angry as fuck. Even when I just, you are just not my type of person. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, there's an undercurrent that, that I'm rooting for you, whether it's just even to wake up or to change or to become more self-aware yes. or to look at things differently. There's an undercurrent there. Maybe that's where the anger comes from. But to me, that's what I learned that love was. And I don't mean it's all anger, but mm-hmm. there was never a time in my house where I felt like I was cast out of my house. There was only times when I felt like, you know, the anger was that I let them down or that I, you know what I'm saying? Like, or that I, that I, that I could mm-hmm. be, that I disappointed them, but I never felt unloved. You see what I'm saying? But a lot of people, especially right. after the invention of social media, they equate letting someone down, being anything, consider anything less than perfect as being unloved. Because we think love is just, yes, we think it's just ad- adoration and worship and it's not. Like love sometimes is, Mm-mm. my guy, I love you, but do not come around me and saying stuff like, you know, no, uh, you know, this, like no, no, I don't even know how to, the H word? Uh, no homo. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's black people that say that. Black dudes that yeah, say that a I lot. I don't like people to say that around me. Mm-hmm. Now I can't control what they do when they're not around mm-hmm. me. And I actually totally can't control what they do when they with me. Some, some people will continue to say it even after I talk, objected to it. But what I'm saying is I can still love that person because I know what created that person and where they came from, the pressures on them, and want better for them. And be like, I still think you shouldn't do that. I still think you're better than right. that. I think you can learn the same way I learned. That shit ain't cool. You see what I'm saying? That's a light example, but y'all know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. all that to say, like, that's a murkier type of reality that most of us exist in. But if but online, it's very much like, and I punched that nigga in his mouth. And mm-hmm. then I got in my black history police car and drove off. You know, it's like, that's not what Come happened. On. Right. All right. I came oh. into Thanksgiving. I kicked everybody out, punched my grandma in the eye and said, oh, bitch, I'm not going to deal with this no more. You're right. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you really went in there and fucking right. ruined Thanksgiving dinner. I turned the whole turkey over and said, you ungrateful niggas get out of my house. Right. That did not happen. It didn't happen, dog. I got an aunt that probably voted for Trump. I don't ask because I don't want to know. Uh, I'm be real with y'all, okay? She coming to crib. We just talk about other shit. I'm not. I'm. I don't got the time, bro. I'm not flexing for Twitter here. It's just. I just want to know: Did she make the greens with the ham in it or not? You know. All right. Um. No comments on YouTube. Uh, the poll was: Did you give slash get anything for Valentine's Day? Fifty fifty on the website, and of course, the people with money. Actually, forty three percent yes. 57% 57% no. And I think it's just a lot of people out here. First of all, I think those are high percentages. Like that 50 50 is high and 43% is kind of high. And the thing I was going to say, you uh, you know, what's crazy at some point with Valentine's day, you stop giving and get, getting stuff from friends. Yeah. Yeah, like remember yeah. when you were in school and it was okay to just like bring Valentine's Day gifts for the whole for class, the class. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything like sexual about it or romantic. Nope. It was just like it's love and it's just a nice thing to do. One of the people at our office gave I don't know if she gave everybody, but she definitely gave me and a few other people some some like candied hearts. And I don't even like candied hearts. I, those are like low key peeps might be that, better. The one is the ones that taste like chalk. Yeah, peeps might be better than candy. Candy corn is definitely better than candy hearts. We don't talk about this enough. Them little, them little, (laughs) 
the chalk ones, not the not the sweet tart ones, but the chalk ones with the message on it that's like, I love you or whatever. Yes. Those, those shits are like the worst. Do you suck on them? Do you chew them? What are you, what's the right thing to do? They just, I don't know. All I know is they always taste like chalk. They taste like chalk. Them. Yeah, they just taste like chalk. Anyway, uh, so she did that, but it just made me think like the number would be so much higher if, if we still did sweet things like get everybody a, Chris, a, a, a holiday, I mean, a Valentine's Day card and like a, a a sucker or something like we used to do back in the day. Like anyway, um, the comment was, don't forget to shop in our merch store. And the reason I wrote this is a reminder to myself to tell y'all, we have some new merch in our merch store. Uh, I made it to show art for the last three episodes, but I know a lot of y'all liked when we made the, uh, well, I guess when I made the Black Mama Monthly magazines and I took like mm -hmm. stock photos of black women and then I like put slogans and stuff from, <laughs> from, from, you know, our childhood stuff that our mamas would say to us and made magazine covers like it was a real magazine, Black Mama Monthly. Mm -hmm. And um, I had so much fun doing that, that um, I was, and people, and I brought them back just randomly the other day and posted them on social media. Like, remember when we did this? And people were like, yeah, oh, I love those. And a couple of people said, y'all should put that on t-shirt or something. And I was like, well, we use pictures of other people that we don't own. So I didn't want to put those on there and, you know, get us, get the shit taken down. And they're like, nigga, Monique, you don't own Monique's likeness. So right. instead, what I did was I had uh, some vector art done that's just a silhouette. And then I added the the headlines back to the piece. And so now you can go buy T-shirts, posters, um, coffee mugs, whatever, um, uh, that have Black Mama Monthly magazine <laughs> on there. And you, too, can experience the, the hits of... Uh, some of the titles uh, and of the articles, uh, like Screen Doors, a look at 32 unslammed masterpieces. <laughs> Not unslammed! <laughs> Boo Boo the Fool, do you look like him? No, my answer is no. Well, I mean, read the magazine to find out. Uh, they've been quiet too long. What are them kids up to? <laughs> yes, it's too quiet! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, hopefully people enjoy those. Um, you know, I think one of them is inside a timeline for regular clothes to become play clothes. <laughs> so I hope y'all enjoy those, man. Cop a shirt, whatever, you know, do that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Miss Smart said, can we insert our own mother's photos into this? Because that would be great for Mother's Day. I don't think so. Uh, I think I think it just has to be what's the art on the website. I don't know what y'all mamas look like, so I don't want to start no shit. But yo, real talk though, if you because what I I bought myself like three, the print like the prints. Y'all know what a print is? You can frame them. It's basically just like a like a piece of paper, and you can frame it and put it up places. I bought myself three prints, and honestly, they make some dope Mother's Day gifts. No, no bullshit. Like I'm like y'all just gave me a great. That's a great idea. Put it. They have options like a pillow. You could give your mama a pillow, and it's got the Black Mama Monthly on it. I think those would be some pretty fucking funny, relatable. And crack up laughing. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I would if I was y'all, I'd do it. I mean, I 
Look, man, I know I wrote them, so of course I think it's hot, but I really think those shits are very funny. And whenever I reshare the thread when I came up with these, there are so many people that are just like resharing them again, and like Ebony and Jet, and everybody was sharing them. So I don't know, man. I, I, I go look in our merch store. The link is in our show notes. I, I really think you 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 might find something you like. Uh, so yeah, I put that in there. Coach says it's Wolf time. When you said that, I literally uh, laughed so loud in my office. Love you guys. Uh, James says the Green Bay lawyer said, "Fuck this shit. I'm out." After being attacked by his or her client. Good God. <laughs> I'd have left too. Yeah, I love how my man came back. And was like, I don't want to represent this woman. Okay, I ain't saying put she like did this. it. I know, but like this, and y'all shouldn't even protest. He was looking like y'all just seen what happened, right? Y'all, y'all do know that uh, I'm not gonna represent it no more. And, right? You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think it's valid for me to be able to leave. <laughs> right. Um. All right. Um. Let's get into the um the voicemails i think we got one uh voicemail as apparently fucking skype needs to reinstall because every time you click on shit it's like uh you need to reinstall this nigga i clicked on you last week what are you doing over there skype right every week it's some new shit you got a weekly update but you're still shitty half the time what is happening with you good god i thought y'all had it figured out uh but i'll play some music so i know where to put a commercial later on you know what i mean we gotta still pay the bills around this motherfucker um so uh since so my uh drive loads i'll go ahead and play some of this music and then we'll uh come back in like 30 seconds i said play voicemail time uh we got one from katrina hi guys hi i was about to say tina what the hell (laughs) hi um oh my god precious i'm gonna call back i'm not awake okay no problem it was early let's see (laughs) she did call back let's see if she got a do-over okay i got it together now Rod and Karen, this is Katrina at number one feeling. I'm sorry, I'm so exhausted from like grading and book writing, but I had to call because I was listening to the episode where y'all talking about that woman who says that coming off of birth control made her gay. And it made me realize, holy shit. Um, no, I'm not supporting her assertion here, obviously, with some shenanigans. But it reminded me that I, when I came off birth control, I had this crazy burst of sexual like energy mm. that like felt so weird. And then I did, I happened to also break up with my fiance like mm. months later. And then months, months later, all this happened within the same year, uh, back in 2005. I also did meet 
the woman who would become my wife and mm. <laughs> realize that I was queer. But I am not supporting that woman who's trying to blame her queerness on uh, coming off birth control. But there is some kind of hormonal regulation that is definitely going on. And my doctor had advised me to come off of it when I was going through all of these um, health uh, issues. And I was on a very high dosage of birth control at the, at the time. So there were definitely some hormonal changes that happened to you after you come off after a long time. So whatever was being suppressed in her, and I'm sure there are other um, environmental and emotional factors that contributed to um, her change in sexuality, um, part of which is just allowing herself to feel those things, um, which, you know, is what happened to me. But I just had to call and say that. Um, I'm actually writing about that in a book, which is why I'm also exhausted right now. But I hope you guys are good. Love you. And I will talk to you all later. Bye. All right. I appreciate you. I need the scientists to chime in on it. I'm, I mean, I hear what you saying, but it sounds like the, more, the evidence on your side supports that other woman's claim. You just don't want to. You just don't want to admit it. But it, I mean, <laughs> we don't know how the human body works. I don't know what's in birth control, and I bet the people that made it don't really know. They probably put it out like good enough. It's going in women. Ain't no need to do no more tests. Close right. enough. This, so this is this is this isn't going to affect our penises other than we get to put it inside and not make a baby. Right. I mean, if anything, if they found out one of the side effects is it make people that's queer behave as cis heteronormative, they probably would have. Been like, oh, that's an even better effect. You know, I don't, who knows with these motherfuckers. I don't trust them, but now nah, I'm not going to. Nope. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to go black Twitter conspiracy theory. These are all jokes. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's see what the scientists say in general. Like, I really think, I really think, you know, a lot of times with stuff like this, uh, shit be sounding ludicrous. And every once in a while, somebody, you know, some research is done and then we find out something <laughs> that we assumed for years wasn't a thing, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so who knows, man? I don't. I mean, the whole hormonal thing, definitely, it, we definitely yeah, know yeah. it changes people's hormones. We definitely yeah, know it has added. all over the place, yes, because <laughs> the whole purpose is to control your hormones. <laughs> and we definitely know it has adverse side effects where one where one person's side effects are not the same as another and people will try different birth controls and be like, okay, this one worked for me and this one didn't. And another mm -hmm. person will try it and get different stuff. And we also know that a lot of times doctors don't really seem to know what the fuck they be talking about sometimes, or mm -hmm. they'll blanketly subscribe something and then uh, prescribe something. And then, uh, you know, you find out that like not believe you when you report your symptoms and shit. So who knows? I'm not saying that's what happened. If you tell me that's not what happened to you, I believe you, but I'm just saying, this woman saying that's what happened to her. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But no, I'll, I'll never feel 100 percent certain because I don't be fucking knowing. It's always room for something out there. Uh, but it is like a funny premise, you know, because like to me, my thing is my thing is, OK, then go back on the birth control if you really want to know. <laughs> we don't want to know that, right? I got a feeling she don't want to know. She's like, actually, I'm enjoying these 97% orgasm ratios with this lesbian woman. I'm going to just stay here. Uh, <laughs> let's get to... Why go back? Yeah. She's like, uh, I'm good. Okay, he didn't have double-sided dildos at his house, so I'm great. Uh, <laughs> no, he did not. Let's get to the... And they don't vibrate either. His, at least his don't vibrate. Yeah, let's get to the mail, uh, the emails I meant. 
after this brief uh, musical break. Uh, play me, play me out. always says hey karen and rod just a few thoughts i know a lot of people didn't watch state of the union this week but i saw the reaction from people tonight that night and the next day it was funny uh wait did we read this already seeing the begrudging respect from some hardcore holdouts gave him it just further confirms that we we're all right about biden being the right old white man as most black folks knew hopefully they'll get to the point with vp harris but people be people oh i think we did Mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah okay we did this one my bad my bad i mean do you didn't mean to do it twice um let's see um okay here's a new one this is from zoe who says howdy it took me longer than expected to publish the show oh never mind never mind i know what this is i just want to shout out that we were on uh back look cinema mm-hmm. uh podcast last week or is it look back? Hold on, let me not fuck up his name because I, I will. Don't say look back. Don't say look back. Yeah, I, that that felt wrong when it came out my mouth. <laughs> and I just want to make sure. I was no, I had it right. Okay, I did have it right. Okay, the good. the back look cinema podcast. You can find Thank it you. everywhere you find podcasts. We were on the latest episode one hundred four. Die Hard with a Vengeance, and we had such a good time talking about this movie. And uh, y'all know I love me some Impossible White Man. So uh, please check that out if you got a chance and you like, you know, our movie thoughts and movie reviews. Um, so, yeah, make sure y'all 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 hop on that uh, and, and give 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 a listen. Um, all right. We got a new one, um, uh, a new beat. Um, I, the black I, guy who tip- I always end up. I know. I, oh, I think it's from my man Psycho Music, but I can't remember if he don't want me to say it's government or something i can't remember the rules so i think it's from psycho music i if i, I apologize i'm getting this wrong but he sent us another audio clip to say i hope this will clear it up so let's listen to this the black guy who tips assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast the information contained on this podcast is provided on an as is basis with no guarantees of completeness accuracy or timeliness this podcast contains adult language such as fuck shit damn motherfucker bitch pussy dick or asshole if you are easily offended, please feel free to get a life. Also, don't write the show about some shit you thought we said. And never forget, Karen be knowing, and Rod was right. Enjoy the show. Oh, you know what? That's a valid drop that will be sticking around. I uh, like that drop. <laughs> I like it. I thank you, baby. You you summed up everything in less than six, 90 seconds. I like that. Yeah. So you push play. You know what the fuck you getting, and you can't act shocked and or nor surprised. I appreciate you, brother. Okay, we need this is the kind of let them know. This is the kind of stuff we need around. This is the kind of this is the kind of drop I like. Uh, all right, Black History Month chicken and watermelons from Trina says hi, Rod and Karen. I'm catching up on episodes. I had to pause the story about chicken and watermelon being served on the first day of Black History Month to write this email. I apologize for the length, but I have firsthand experience on this issue. A few years ago. 
I was working for a startup, a startup tech company in the Midwest, which prided itself on the culture it built. They had recently started employee-led fun groups that got together and did fun things for lunches for holidays. Things like Thanksgiving, Sandwich Day, Taco Day, Valentine's Day, nothing too big, just catered food instead of the usual cafeteria fare. I had heard from some colleagues in the Atlanta and Kansas office that their offices were celebrating Black History Month by having catered soul food from a local black business for a day. Kansas City was even having a jazz musician play during the lunch hours in the eating area. All that sounded great. And I asked our fun group if they were going to do anything like a lunch for our office. I got a whole bunch of crickets, which I scratched my head at because why is it hard to get food catered from a local soul food joint? I wasn't even asking for music. Just a chance to support a black business was enough for me and to get some chicken, of course. Man, I should have known. Never being one to take I don't know for an answer. I continue my quest. I escalated my inquiry to the lead of our fun team to our office and put her in contact with the Kansas City counterpart for some ideas. We will call them Amy and Keisha, respectively. They got to talking and everything sounded great. So I backed out and let them do the thinking, uh, thinking I had done my part. Uh, It's important to note here that Keisha is a black woman. Amy is a white woman, both amazing people and great at what they do. So about a week later, Amy sent our office via email announcing our celebration of Black History Month. We were having a themed soul food lunch catered by a local black-owned business, chicken, greens, jams, mac, cheese, beverages, and lots, uh, a bunch of desserts, the works. Your girl was excited. I even posted to our all-black group chat a screenshot of the menu with the caption, we got lunch, y'all, I can't wait. I knew not what I did. Maybe it was one of the other four black people in my office of the hundred that complain maybe it was all of them maybe it was the woke white kids who have tiktok <laughs> i'll never know but nigga that shit turned into a pr nightmare amy was at her desk in tears i suspect she caught holy hell for what people being some racist shit keisha called me in the middle of a panic asking uh, attack asking why the office leader is asking her for an emergency meeting as her name was attached to the event and why is amy crying like what the fuck is happening over there y'all they were going to cancel the whole thing and do some diversity training hr was going to get involved i'm in my cubicle with the confused what? pikachu face thinking we're about to be on channel nine news the three of us were dumbfounded the exact same event was taking place in atl and kansas city the majority of the email was a copy and paste those offices were excited and going about their business but here tension was so thick in the office you could cut it with a knife all this over some black history month chicken nigga now i worked in the it department this ain't even my field i wasn't part of any fun groups i had my hands full as a one out of two it people in the office but i linked with keisha and amy to do damage recall because i felt so bad for them and yes i still wanted the chicken <laughs> i loved it that was one of the motivations so i came up with a plan to spare the food and people's feelings i went to the party store got some streamers and printer paper in pan african flag cover colors i spent a day collecting facts on black inventors and leaders in tech space printed those out on the colored paper and laminated each one by hand i put together a slideshow of current black leaders in tech space that had been shown during lunch i stayed late helping amy decorate the eating space in the pan african colors with the streamers i penned a few paragraphs of the importance of celebrating food and family in african and african-american culture though i was not permitted to mention anything about the origins of soul food in my think piece i specifically remember keisha saying no no we can't mention anything about enslaved people that topic is too controversial for your office the thing well i mean Keisha is the black woman who is celebrating this with her people in Atlanta and St. Louis. So I, I feel like Keisha said, your office too sensitive for the shit that we could do. Like y'all already made a big deal out of us just having this meeting. Okay. So right. y'all motherfuckers can't handle it. 
Like, if this is Atlanta, we could talk about that and it'd be fine. But y'all ain't. The thing piece I pinned was sent out alongside the menu in an office-wide email. And everyone was invited to dine on the decorated lunch hat hall with the different colored laminated reading materials on the tables. The slideshow played on a few big screens, and I set up an iPad and put old-school black music from Spotify over the speakers. The local black business came in to personally cater the food. They were highlighted in the office-wide email, and they got a nice check for some amazing food. It was a successful event, and photos of shared company-wide. Everyone was happy. The event was beautiful, and I'm proud I could think of something to put it together that quickly, especially since it was my it wasn't my forte yeah if anything this is something we talked about with justin on the pregame last week or i talked about i guess uh, but it's like as a black person that works in these spaces you want to impress upon them how important it is to recognize our history but at the same time no one wants to like do the work right like i i like we should celebrate black history and they're like cool you want to be on the committee no i'm good but at the same time that might be the thing that keeps everybody from going fucking crazy is if I'm on the committee being like, guys, I'm a black person. I have a hand in this. I'm celebrating our culture. This is for me to all of us. Please put your input on this. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to just, I walk away. Some white people have taken my advice and then a white person sends out an email and everybody acts like the white person is now racist for, for enacting my ideas, empowering me. So it is that catch 22. Like you shouldn't have had to do any of this, but unfortunately yeah. I see how you ended up doing this. Cause you're a problem solver and I'm this way too. I, I'm, I'm not a, that ain't my job person. I'm a, let's just fucking fix it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't got time for the, while we over here arguing about who should and shouldn't be doing shit, we could be solving the problem and then everybody can move on with their life. And it's probably better for everybody that you weren't one of them people that was like, all I said was, y'all should do this. You see what I'm saying? It's probably better that you said, let me just help. Because then, then you wouldn't have had an event at all. Right. And she probably got fired. Y'all have been diversity training instead of getting chicken and shit. Right. Um, anyway. Um, so she says, I've never even thrown a party, but I did end up laboring for something that wasn't my job and getting behind in my own work because someone was offended. What really grinds my gears to this day is that the person or persons never came to help. No suggestions sent to sent to Amy. No work notes sent to Keisha. I suspect they'd rather have had nothing. I still don't know how I feel about that, especially given the same event minus the bells and whistles went off without a hitch at other offices with large black populations. I grew up in an all-black area and have never been ashamed of my blackness. I wore afros to work. I had bottles of hot sauce on my desk, and I harped about the Black Panther for months at the office water cooler with, to all my coworkers. But I can see how being raised somewhere like here in the Midwest can create a complex that makes being served soul food during Black History Month offensive. This is also why I was met with silence by the all-white fun team in my office when i first asked they'd rather do nothing at all than be criticized for trying i guess i get that too now yep yeah yeah because you have to think from their perspective us doing nothing you know we didn't get emails phone calls angry motherfuckers you know you might we get, get people busting online we didn't get none of that because we might get a shit. you might get black people that are grumbling about how we're never recognized or celebrated but it's easier to deal with that that like y'all didn't do nothing for black history month than to deal with y'all gave us black history month stuff and we don't like it 
Um, I was definitely, it was definitely a learning experience for me and one that I'm still processing. Like mama always says, people are a trip. What I can say is I now consciously decide for myself what offends me. Being a black gay woman, there are plenty of things that can offend me. There are plenty of things that do offend me. But being served chicken at lunch during Black History Month just isn't one of them. Anyway, y'all keep being great. Thanks for being my play cousins. Appreciate having a resource like y'all to help me through the crazy thing called life. Peace, Katrina. Thank you. That was really good. Yeah, That was dope. Yes, like, wow. And it's also one of those things where I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but when I go down my agenda of shit to be pissed about, that is not in the top 10. That that, that ain't even in the top 25, bitch. No, if I'm going to get mad about something, let it be some real true shit to, to, to tap into that emotion of anger. I think a lot of people are very, very quick to anger about the most minute shit that don't matter. I think also once you get older too, you begin to analyze what do I give a fuck about and what not to give a fuck about and where to pour my energy into and what not to pour my energy into. And something like this is not worth raising my blood pressure. Um, I just will just say in general, it's not offensive to me. So it's not even on some like, it's not worth raising my blood pressure or it's not worth getting angry about. I'm just saying I, it's not, I don't find it to be a thing to be angry about. You see what I'm saying? Not on some, I'm holding it back or I'm just, I don't got time. Even if I have the time, I still don't find this to be a problem. I find this to be what should be done during the times that we are highlighting black history. You know, it's like how people will, uh, you know, you go to some parent. You go to your parents' house on on New Year's Eve. If you black, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you not black, you probably ain't never heard of this shit till just now. But you eat greens and you eat uh, pinto beans. Black eyed peas. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, black eyed peas. You eat greens and black eyed peas for the money you want to get next year. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a thing. It might be a southern thing. Could be regional, but it's definitely a black thing. And we definitely do it. I've been to houses and and, 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 we've, and we've eaten that meal. Imagine if I was, uh, if it was at the cafeteria on the, you know, New Year's Eve and they served that, I wouldn't be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I'd be like, yeah, it's New Year's. My holiday celebrations and traditions are just as valid as any fucking thing else. Right. Uh, Michael Wright saying, white boy logic. Have you ever experienced a scenario that was so cringeworthy that you didn't know whether to laugh or be embarrassed for someone who was so clueless that it's beyond words? I have in honor of Black History Month. My boss got the great idea to raffle off a 32-inch color television. Where Here's where the story gets convoluted. My boss couldn't just raffle off the television. No, no. He had to inadvertently make every white person and black person at work feel extremely awkward about the whole thing. He had to make rules to accompany the contest. First off, he canceled all days off at work in order to make it mandatory that all black folks that typically had the day off were present to qualify for the contest. What? The, the day after the Super Bowl to boot. He had he then had the office work work in order to make uh okay. He then had the office personnel call as many white folks as possible to give them the day off to disqualify them from the raffle. He specifically stated in the rules that if you were not scheduled to work on Monday, you could not qualify for the raffle, which was held the following morning. At the end of the day, many of the 27 black workers at my job were forced to come into work, even if they were not normally scheduled, just so they could qualify to win a cheap television in the contest with less than a 4% chance of winning. And meanwhile, 
Most of the white folks were given a day off to properly enjoy their massive hangovers at the Super Bowl. Oh, well. I got to give my boss an E for effort for that one, but an S for stupidity as well. It was a nice gesture, albeit a tad bit insulting, as the raffle really didn't advance the spirit of inclusion to help educate any of the workers or anything related to black. Oh, particularly people that was like, this is my normal fucking day and you bought me in here for a fucking cheap ass TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it didn't include any education or anything about black history or culture. All I can say at this point is that I'm not looking forward to Latino Heritage Month this September. <laughs> I'm really going to feel bad for my sole Latino co-worker from Honduras. He is forced to come into work with the other 46 guys scheduled off so he can win a crappy television. That's going to be super lonely, a busy day for him when no one is there to help him out. That's that's funny. Uh, John writes in, activist, racist, police cars, etc. Good morning, my two favorite activists. At least you were out you were until you got canceled because Rod likes a Mindy Kaling show and momentarily confused Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy. Sigh, so racist. Yeah, you don't know what's real racist. I mean, it's not racist, racist, but I, I, I pretty, I'm like 99% sure I was walking down the street from work and I saw Hassan Minaj. Oh, okay. And he was talking to like two other dudes. But at the same time, and, I, and I'm not a person that would have stopped him and said anything. I just don't do right. that. But Mm-mm. I was pretty sure it was him. But at the same time, I I was like, am I racist? What if he's just a really handsome Indian dude? And here I am thinking all the handsome Indian dudes look alike or some shit. I didn't, so I didn't want to confirm if I was racist or not. So I was like, I'm going to just leave that alone in my head canon as that was a Simon Nodge. And people was like, it could have been him. He, you know, he, he could be working around here or something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I ain't want the... I ain't want the problems, so I just ain't say nothing. Uh, seriously, though, you are right about the world of activism and the strict and re- ridiculous scrutiny, pettiness, hypocrisy, and the infighting that permeates the environment. This is one of the reasons when someone refers to me as an activist, I immediately tell them I'm not. The last thing I need is someone digging through geo cities to find some problemat- something problematic I wrote 20 years ago. Right. I don't got the problem. time for that shit. Because they like to be like, but you righteous. I never said I was righteous. You right. made that fucking bullshit ass rude and then tried to apply some shit to me that I never said that I was. Right. I know it's a long shot, but if the MLK police char- car series becomes a reality, I'd like to pitch an episode for it. A disgruntled conservative black deputy who looks like David Clark is mad. He's, he joined the force to get power and respect, but even though he founded a racist deputy gang with his fellow officers, they're also racist that they won't even let him lead it. When the MLKKKR, the ML car, is uh, purchased by the department, he sees an opportunity to stand out by borrowing it on the weekends, taking it to car shows and county fairs, where white people will gladly pay $20 to have their pictures taken with him and the car. For an extra $10, he can, they can get a novelty police badge with the words to say, you, can, you had a right to use the N-word inscribed on it. They sell out fast every time, and he's quickly rolling in money. Naturally, the social justice community is outraged by his antics, which prompts a light-skinned activist who looks like Sean King to start organizing large protests and selling overpriced sweatshirts. The tension is tearing the 
city apart until the white lady mayor says this is stupid cut the crap and orders the police and the activists to come together and film a feel-good hip-hop country crossover video with tons of Pepsi product placement. The campaign makes the police chief finally see the light and decide that no officer should drive the MLK car going forward. Uh, so the department converts it to a self-driving electric car for generating good PR by distributing ice cream to random drivers. Unfortunately, the AI contract went to a narcissistic tech dude who looks a lot like Elon Musk. So the car does nothing but crash a lot while blaring epithets and slurs through a sirens. Oh, no. The episode ends with a twist where we find out that the deputy and the activists are actually coordinating and working together all along. Starring on Fonzo Ribeiro, maybe we can get find a ride for Stacey Dash too. <laughs> No. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, when you read that, when you read that story about the robbery of the Girl Scout cookies, my first thought was, "Oh no, somebody check on Mike B." P.S. Rod, your Black History Month videos and calendar have been so good. Bravo, cheers, stay safe, John. Yeah, thank you, man. A lot of people have been enjoying my TikToks, and uh, I've been putting it on Instagram and Twitter too. Um, the thing, the couple things I'm, I'm finding out more stuff about TikTok and all this through doing this because I wasn't on TikTok using it at all before, except to just look at butts, which it's just my default for most social media. Is like if it's a social media, you look at butts, <laughs> that's then, the default. Yeah, it's like I look at butts, but like I don't really have a reason to be on social media. That's not the way I keep up with my friends normally. I'm Mm-mm. text them or call them or something if I want to talk mm-hmm. to my friends. So like, other than that, why am I here? Yeah, I'm like, here's a place where people want you to look at their butts. What the I mean, it, unless this is the greatest trap of all time. You got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you had me at hello. So um that's what I was using my TikTok for in the first place. But um now that I'm making videos, I'm finding out like one, um the on the weekends the tiktok is is deader than on the weekdays like i think when people are at work they're just scrolling on tiktok yeah, a lot they kill time i learned how to use the green screen and i learned how <laughs> i'm sure other people know this shit but i also learned how to you can record where like you hold it down and you stop and then you you say something else to stop and you say something else. so you make a quick cut so i wonder i always wonder how they did i thought they were like taking it and editing it and then uploading it or something but you can just do that with your thumb um you can also move yourself on the video like you can so like if i have a picture in the background with the one i use it's called green screen i can put myself in front of the picture and when i want to reveal it move my thumb and then i can be down here and they can see the whole picture Mm. yeah so i learned some new stuff on there through tiktok editor yeah, I don't know how to do the stuff where like you do some like you looking at someone else's video reacting to it, which mm. I don't think I don't think that's something I necessarily want to do yet. And I saw people that tag me to be like, "Do you know so and so? Y'all should team up and do a video." And I'm like, "If you just knew how over my head everything you said was." <laughs> right. Like I'm like I don't know like, how to like team I'm doing up. Basic shit. I don't know who this person is. I know they don't know me. I mean, shit. I got All right because I'm not on TikTok like yeah, that. Yeah, I only started posting a week ago. Like you know whatever. But uh, but no, I have been having fun. People really been enjoying them. A lot of people okay. just like every time I do one, they're like, "This is the best one yet," which is great because you know they was just saying that about the last one or whatever. Everyone is someone's favorite. Um. Mm-hmm. I do think I'm getting down to the ones that aren't as fun. Like today I did Daniel Cameron, who was the attorney general for Kentucky that did not prosecute those officers for um, 
you know, for uh, killing Breonna Taylor. It's not really the most jokey one. But the one before that was the Hodge twins, and I I got to do a, a shit ton of jokes about them. So it just kind of depends on which ones. But, you know, I'm coming down to, like, the people that had real power and influence and said some horrible things. And to be honest, the one I'm really not looking forward to, but I just feel like I can't not do him, is Kanye West. I just feel like it wouldn't be right to it hurt black people so much that he's a coon. And I know it's mental health related in some areas, but he is still cooning. And I'm I'm not looking forward to like that one gonna hurt. That one gonna hurt a little bit, but uh I gotta get him. I can't not do him. So uh that'll that'll be interesting to do. Um but yeah, I'm glad people are enjoying it. A white woman <laughs> a white woman on my TikTok replied like, Is it okay for white people to enjoy these? And I haven't replied back yet, but I was like, if I say yes, I just had to add myself to the coon list. So why would I say, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck am I supposed to say today? I can either say no or nothing at all. I'm not allowed. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, yeah, all white people love picking on black people for being coons. I hope y'all getting the best. No, it's a trap. Mm-mm, yeah, don't for that. Just don't say nothing. Y'all just laugh in private. They ain't, they, they, that's what right, y'all supposed to do. Laugh in private. Don't don't y'all be trying to do fucking partnerships with my videos. Like, mm, black man calls another black man a coon. Hilarious to me. Like, no, no duets for me, baby. Keep, <laughs> keep leave my content alone, or should I say, content? Um. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, uh, Pete writes in. Uh, hi Rod, thanks for stopping to chat with me and Dana on the street outside studio. We had a great time at the taping. It was a really funny show. We're big fans of the work you and Karen do on the podcast. It's great to meet you in person. I hope New York City treats you well uh, for the rest of this, your stay here. And yeah, I met Pete and Dana outside of, of Game Theory uh, after we finished taping. They're big fans of the Blackout Tips, and so uh dana had emailed before to say like hey we're coming to the taping and i said hey and i'll say this again if you if you're listening to this uh if it just let me know or like you know a couple people have like grabbed me like after the show like uh, like hey rod or whatever you know or i'll see them when i'm walking towards bo's because i normally go check on bo after the show just to make sure everything's cool good, good space and then um head across the street and so they usher the audience out to like the street if you stand right there that's where i exit so like give me like a couple minutes to just say to check on bo and when i walk out i'll i'll speak you know if you just just grab me just say hey rod whatever um i want to see y'all i you know hey i i want to get a selfie with y'all you know i if, if you come out to see our show the least i can do is be like hey how, how you doing you know it ain't gotta be a long conversation and shit is it'd be outside it'd be windy it'd be cold I, I actually do have to get back across the street but i do want to make sure that y'all are showing some love and appreciation because right for y'all y'all done made the trip out there yeah it's it's what makes our show special we have dope ass fans i i love our fans um y'all are always respectful and nice if anything <laughs> you know uh like i saw june say in the chat it felt like it would be intrusive y'all are like me where i'm the, i see Hassan minaj and i'm like uh he's talking to people you know what i'm saying I, i'm like that too <laughs> but um but in this case i'm telling you explicitly with no so there's no um yeah you know you don't, don't have, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have to worry about it because i would need i would need people to tell me this 
so I'm telling you what I would need to hear. It you are not a bother. You are mm-hmm. not distracting me. As long as you wait till after the show, I'm I'm more than happy to come talk to you, you know, and I will do my best to get to the front of the building in some in a it, if you let me know you know what i'm saying like because because i know yeah, some sometimes i know. don't know if if no one's there i'm not gonna be standing out i feel like a weirdo standing outside on the street like oh, i think some people might know me if you let me know you're coming <laughs> or if you see me and you flag me down or something or you wave or something let me know and i will do my best you can email me i'll check my email too the blackout tips I, just let me know and i'll make sure to come say hi but uh but if you don't want to do that th- there's no pressure to say hi there's no right, pressure right, to speak right. i don't want you to feel like come this ain't a come hug my neck situation like if you 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 cool and low-key and you just want to chill see the show and leave that ain't no problem with me either so just if you want to come and, and, and support and, and 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 get a selfie or something together, just let me know. No problem. But thank you. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I got to uh, hug June. That's because I recognize June because June, June, June is like a, a famous person. Because I was looking, I was like, I know that. Hey, Miss June. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd have felt like a fool to you would have been like, I'm not June, but I just knew you was June. Oh, <laughs> I never, I, listen, I'll always be able to recognize those silver locks anywhere, you know, but. Come uh, on, anyway, I was like, I was looking like, I know that, even in her mask, I was like, I know that face. That is Miss June. Yeah, but see, the thing for me is I don't even really be looking in the, at the crowd when I'm working. I'm just working. Like, I'm just concentrating on what the next fucking thing I got to do for the show. <laughs> That's like, what y'all need a new joke? Oh, y'all need, you know, I got to rewrite this. I got to take notes, you know, so I don't really get to relax until the show is over. And then, mm-hmm. but I, we, you know, after the last couple of shows, I've had people that, you know, are like, hey, Rob, just, you know, and I love, I love that, man, because it, it just warms my heart that you would care so much that on a Friday at lunch, you spend right. it supporting us and supporting Bo that that's so dope and this show is such a small family and small world with uh with morning jones and uh the blackout tips and game theory so uh seeing people that sometimes go way way back with 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 Mm -hmm. us like yesterday like pete and his wife were saying they've been listening to shows since like 2013 that's 10 years. Oh, y'all been around a hot minute, baby. That's 10 years, Shout dog. Out to y'all. So it's like, you know, like, uh, you think I'm not going to come out here and show y'all love? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. of course. And I've of course. seen the pictures and everybody look adorable. Yeah. And hopefully I get to come back and do one more show for the season over. And I got to uh, talk with Roy Wood Jr. again. He was the guest yesterday. He's fun. He's always fun. Yeah, man. So it was dope talking to him about, like, behind the scenes stuff that's, that's going on with, with with just show business shit and mm-hmm. um you know he knows all this stuff so he's like a hell hell of a resource of knowledge yes yeah and so like everybody loves that dude he came showed everybody love it felt like everybody knows him you know mm-hmm. um, that's a dude and it was funny like as soon as i came up to he's like all right yeah don't we gotta get that selfie for you and the wife man i was like i appreciate you bro like because i definitely will forget um and so we did yeah because rod do be forgetting the last thing they they be like everybody be in their car driving off people like shit i should have got a selfie right (laughs) so yeah it was just it was a good time man and uh thank y'all for helping y'all y'all part of the reason it's a good time even yesterday like our crowd wasn't that big but they were so good and loud and participatory that and they got all the jokes and stuff it was just 
like we worked so hard on this last week's show y'all just have no idea and so it felt so good to to be at the end of that like yes because i i have some core beliefs about the show and what makes it good and what makes it work and this week was to me my rod was right week you know like other people had some like doubts about shit but i was like nope i know what i'm talking about this shit is gonna hit and and when it hit hit i was like fuck yes you know what i mean like we earned our supper but also you know the things that i think about this show uh and and what makes it good i felt like that was on display and you know hopefully we'll we'll see get good feedback from it and stuff from you know the executives and people that are higher up that that really matter but to see that the fans were like yeah this is really funny and good i was like yeah that this is so it was and it was very educational particularly uh when y'all talking about that uh nba thing it's not nba yes like that was weird and wild like Mm -hmm. i I was just i've never heard about that in my life yeah and then they'd be like oh so y'all going through all this training and they might not even make it to the league like wow yeah and like one thing that's cool is like i'm starting to get a lot of stuff in um the show which i i feel like i always have gotten a lot of jokes and 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 stuff in but this week felt so like cohesive with everyone's voice being in the show and coming to make a better voice for Bo. and this was a a week Mm -hmm. where what we had on monday and even as late as like thursday morning was not as it was it was we worked hard to make sure what you got on friday was was dope and i thought it was dope when it was done i said this is fucking good Mm -hmm. and i always had to tell the writers and other people like the other people watching this the audience they don't see monday tuesday they don't see that so like Uh -uh. if you got any feelings of like man it just felt like it's not where it need to be they not going to see the it's not where it need to be part. They just see the Friday mm-hmm. part. And if the most important thing is if it gets to where it needs to be by Friday, that's all that that's matters. all that matters. So mm-hmm. um, I felt like we was a bit subdued all week because everybody had worked so hard that it was like when we would do rehearsals and read downs, people was like, yeah, it's funny. But, uh, you know, but it just they could just feel the work coming and the dread. And it was uh, so it was really good. And then I'm getting more involved in the actual process on Fridays and getting to be in the room where some of the big decisions are made and where language edits and and picking out jokes for Bo and stuff are made. And that's been a a really cool. uh, It's been really cool. It's a little more work because I still have to like pitch jokes that they pick or don't pick. So I have to participate in that part, but then they go in and I'm in the room where they're like, doom, doom, doom. And then Bo comes in and gives the final word on everything. So, and like, so language changes and simplifying stuff. That was cool. And then the other thing that was so cool this week, man, and I was, I'm, I, I, I'll just say, I'm very proud of this. Like, it uh-huh. just is what it is. But that whole piece about the All-Star Weekend, um, I wrote most of the the voiceover stuff for that. So when you hear him Ooh. talking about that, and I wrote that Thursday, like they asked me, could I do that on a Thursday, 
like at noon <laughs> and this is in the middle of us doing all this other work for Bo and the overtime of lead and the topic like this is in the middle of that and so Thursday at at noon like James is like yo um can you look at this and add some alts to the voice voiceover thing and I think all the other writers were so busy doing stuff and I mean I was too to be fair but I was like I'll, I'll get this done you know like uh, and so I worked on it and like I everyone was so happy with it you know what I'm saying it made me so proud because I was like I nailed it and it wasn't like I felt like I nailed it because I feel like I'll be nailing everything even when they be like that shit ain't good I'm like that was good to me you know if you say it like this you know that's how I'll be feeling but to have people like take that piece where you know they were like you know it just needs some changes because i felt like the piece was good but it you know it like to be part of making it better it, it felt dope and to have people be like you know whoo like it was like skin of our teeth last minute edits but we and of course it's not just me don't you know let's not get it twisted because it's, it's always a collaboration it's always a collaboration it's never right? it's never any i'm gonna tell you right now working in this has really made me look at people sideways when i, I don't know how they i'm i get how they can do it i guess you have to self-promote but when you hear somebody kind of make it sound like they just did all this shit by themselves i'm always a little like yeah but that's not how it would work <laughs> like it's just too many fucking people that are in this shit for you to feel like like it's your like all of it's yours but none of it's really yours at least the way our shit works and i would even say that all the way to the top for bo like even with bo there's never anything he's going to present you that's 100% no one else had any input on. I'm just going to hop on the screen and just say some shit. No, everything is a collab. Even from the fucking clothes you're wearing to the motherfucking words you're saying to the camera angles, you can't do it all by yourself. And so no. that's what and makes with, it. Mm. I'm about to say, not to get off top, but even with the, for those of you that have been to the live show, it is, I'm not going to say it's a trip, but it's different being behind the scenes because as they go through, you'll see the makeup people. Because those are people that the people who watch it live don't see. But you'll see whenever they like doing camera angle changes, somebody's with a roller brush, somebody's with the makeup, somebody's, you know, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, 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 making sure, you know, everything is good. I was like, wow. And they pop up out of nowhere, too. They'll pop up on the floor, but they feel like, you be like, where y'all come from? Yeah, even the pickups, all this. Anyway, my whole point being, like, every time I say that, I want y'all to know, because I feel like it's important to me, uh, even if y'all might think I'm overdoing it. It's important for me to un that y'all understand. I'm always, I'm there's always a hidden or a silent collaborative effort that's happening. But individually, I I was able to take some time to just be proud because I worked hard as fuck this week and I contributed and a lot was asked of me, but I was doing it. It wasn't like a lot was asked of me and I was falling short. A lot was asked of me and I was able to step up and make sure it got done. And so I'm proud of that, you know? And so I was very proud of this I was more proud of this week's shit than I was of the shit I wrote for the NFL uh, Super Bowl thing last week. And that was hard, too, but I was more proud of, of this because I, I, I felt like people asked me some stuff that I'm sure they weren't even sure I could do or they were hoping I could be able to do. 
and to be able to do it was it felt great and i had and it was stuff i had never done before i've never done the voiceover thing like that before i just went with what i thought sounded dope and it was it was cool and and in a short period of time this is why when i turned in my first writer's packet and i had a week and i turned it in that night this is why this is why you know i know that sounds even to bo i know that sounded crazy but i was like you're not i'm i'm gonna be in too many situations where i don't have a week Right. So let me just start now because either I can do this shit or I'm not. I can't. I don't want to be slowing you down when y'all need something in an hour and I'm up in here like, but I'm going to need a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need, I want you to be like, yo, this nigga can do this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and Bo is just so good right now. He's so comfortable. You know, I was telling him Thursday, I said, bro, you can sell this. Like, I know it. So, we're going to get this in the shape it needs to be in because Bo's don't want to sell nothing he don't feel, and I don't blame him for that. That's right. It's the Bo Monty Jones show, his name on the shit. We can't have him out there looking like anything less than it's him. You see what I'm saying? Anything right. less than 100% confident and believing in the shit and that is hot fire. It's going to show, even if it just showed to him, and it would honestly be a letdown and a devaluation of him for us to give him something less than dope because that's saying that he don't matter really. And that's some bullshit. So it's going to be dope, but I said, you're, you're killing it so hard right now. Whatever we write, I know you're going to, you're going to sell it. So it was dope to, this felt more like we worked for it and it came together. And I, and I like that feeling almost more than the weeks that it's it's so easy everything's prepared and we just sell straight through those are good weeks too but this one was a like like how you feel after running a marathon or some shit you know <laughs> you like whoo that was a lot of miles so yay and uh did you did you want to well i don't know if it's gonna happen now but what about the duke thing or you don't want to you're not worried about that um I mean, I guess I can tell y'all, but I don't. I'm, it's so early in this process. I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. I don't like. Agree. So yeah, like I said, it, it's up to you. I'll tell people. I it might be. It might. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's like a secret or not. I don't think there's no rule. I can't tell y'all. I don't think so but, either. But um, I didn't, you know. But just know it might not happen. But I'm Correct. just tell. I'm telling y'all something that may not happen. But mm-hmm. it was. Pro- it was a very proud moment for me. I told Karen this. But um, I'm leaving work like Tuesday or something, and I, it's like we've been there. It's like four thirty or something. I forget what I had planned that night. But I was, but I get a slack from Stu, the executive producer. Like, can you come back upstairs? And uh, or no, he said, uh, can you come to the conference room? And I'm like, uh, sure. You know, like I'm on my way home, and I'm, you know, I I still have corporate PTSD. So like, anytime I get a, can you talk? Can we talk in the office? My brain automatically goes to panic induced, like, you know, PTSD of like, what am I gonna get fired? Did I fuck up? What did I do wrong? Yes. You know? So I'm rushing back up to the to the elevator, getting back upstairs, and I get into the conference room, he's sitting in there by himself. And I'm like, yo, what's up, man? And I, I had my bag on, my hat, my jacket. And he was he was he was like, Oh, you he was like, You were leaving? I was like, Yeah. He was like, You weren't like up the street where y'all was like it don't matter i'm here now like yeah, it don't even matter like are you I gonna find me just for you well what i do <laughs> i turn this on what happened he was just like uh who worked on who worked with you on the duke museum exhibit thing and i said you know me and sid did most of the work 
Um, me and Zach wrote the deep dive. Um, and I don't, rem- and I think Zach may have even worked a little bit on the, some of the ideas for the museum piece, but I don't remember exactly. Like a matter of fact, I'm sure he, he came up with the unimpressive whites name, but you know, once again, kind of collaboration, but on the day that we did the Duke museum, it was me and Sid, uh, on location. It was supposed to be our day off. <laughs> But we were on location with the field team, you know, shout out to the field team. My man, Ted, the executive producer, field team dude, he gave me a pen because he said the field team all got these pens that they got from like Chinatown or something. So he said, you know, you you are an official member of the field team because the way I be helping out with the field team because, you know, I think some of yeah, I think sometimes some of the writers be on some like that ain't my job shit when it comes to the field team. And Ted is a exhaustively precise dude and extremely prepared and i think for some people it especially creatives they get over uh stimulated and over um some they get it, it becomes overwhelming they get overwhelmed with the amount of detail that he puts into everything but he has to be like that yeah. right and That's for me i look at it like Ted and them, the field team, have a job that is a very particular part of our show. And if that shit ain't hitting, everyone going to look at them like they dropped a bomb or they dropped a dud. And the people at home ain't looking at it like that. They not being like, well, it must have been the field team. They looking at it like this is part of the motherfucking Bomani Jones show. So if this shit ain't hitting, Mm -hmm. the show wasn't hitting. So anything I can do in my power to help them. I'm going to fucking yeah, do you've it. You've been out there with them on them cold days and shit, right? Yeah, and I don't have to, like, I've done, I haven't done that much of the man on the street stuff. That's, that, you know, but I've done everything to help prepare them. If they ask me for questions and stuff, they ask me to sit in a meeting, I just do it. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's a little different when you're there. Like, right. once you once they're there, like, Ted's the boss, they're, they got it organized, and, like, they only really need you if they, like, need you. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, he'll check on you every once in a while, make sure you feel included. But, like, th- unless unless he, like, specifically has, like, a question or so, there's really no need for me to to be there. Like, I'm not trying to get extra credit. I I really just be there if they need me, right? Yeah. Um, But, like, the focus group idea was my idea. So, if you got to get off work and you got to go hit another five hours doing that shit, I was going to be there for five fucking hours because I want that to be good. And I... I and when it turns out good, I do feel like I'm part of the reason it was good. You know what I'm saying? Even if me sitting there for five hours wasn't like five hours of me being like, Ted, do this. Like, it was mostly me just taking notes. And if he had and a question. And watching what they do, right? Yeah. And, you know, and, so, and of course, it's they know more than me because they've been doing this shit for so long. Sometimes I'm just shooting shit and it's not going to work or they don't have time to do it or they don't really see where I'm coming from. And so it might not get in there, but the general idea, the whole thing was, was a lot of me, a lot of, and a lot, you know, so, um, and that focus group, a lot of people love that. Um, mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. And so anyway, um, so, so it's, so anyway, I, I like to participate with the field team. It's fun. Elena, one of the new writers, she came from the field team. I was tell, I know I've told you about her that, in the back, yeah. in the beginning. I was like, she's so fucking funny. And it's so dope that she's a writer now because I, I I thought she was so funny then. Uh, it, she was one of the people that made me realize everyone in that office probably got some level of talent and artistic experience and, and shit that I don't have 
because right. this wasn't my career path. So you got people that's been doing stand up, writing all this shit, filming stuff for fucking years. It, you know, to me, that's a powerhouse. Like you got all these skills and talents. And so um, anyway, I didn't even get on this long tangent. My point being, um, I was there for Duke for the field team. So Stu has me come in the office or whatever. He asked me who helped me. And I said me and Sid. And he was like, cool, because we're thinking of submitting it for an Emmy. And we want to get all this together. And I'm like, a Emmy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Something I wrote, even if it's just in the fucking email, that's like consideration to me is like, my guy. I wasn't doing any of this a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Um, I was extremely proud. I, you know, I think I called you and told you about it that night, you know, and I look, I don't know. It's a lot of money and shit that happened behind the scenes with this shit. It's, you know, with late night, you got fucking, I think James Corden is, it's his final season. Of course you got Colbert, you got all the Jimmy's, you got the fucking, uh, John Oliver and shit. So we, you know, it's it's gonna be a lot of people flexing. You know how many people not considered shit? Considered bitches a celebration. Yeah. So I just don't want to. I just don't want to put it out there like motherfuckers walking around like this nigga gonna win an Emmy. I don't know how this works, and it could right. very much be. I mean, for all I know, they could submit someone else for an Emmy after telling me that they was gonna submit this. So I don't know, but right. for me, just. I, I've been, you know, I, it feels good, you know what I'm saying, to to even be considered to be considered. And we'll see where the steps go from here. But, like, nah, that, that means a lot to me. You know, I, I couldn't even imagine. I haven't even allowed myself to imagine that as a possibility. And so to have somebody even say that, I'm just like, for real? And he was like, yeah, it's just, you know, for consideration so i don't know it's if it's stages, right? i said okay cool bro i like i'm not holding you to i want you to feel like i'm right. like i walked out of the office like nigga if i don't win no motherfucking emmy i'm quitting like it was just like okay i didn't even see that coming glad i yeah. came up to the office for this moment you know what i'm saying and yeah. also like it makes my uh dedication and work ethic but also just the attitude i try to bring to the work it it justifies it for me you know because sometimes it can and i'm sure my coworkers might feel this too but i think you know my coworkers like working with me i honestly if you meet somebody that don't like me i'm gonna be 1000 percent with y'all it's them period there's like two people in my life i can be like oh yeah i see why that motherfucker don't fuck with me but in general it's them I hate to tell y'all yeah, that, but them, right. you ain't gonna meet too many people that don't fuck with me. But it should—that's a red flag for you. <laughs> for you as the person, <laughs> when somebody tell you they don't like me, they don't fuck with me, dog. I promise you, red flag. Walk, run, run, don't walk. It's them. Ain't that the truth? You don't gotta it's tell me about it. I don't. I, I'm not telling you to harass nobody. You don't got to come up to me and ask me what happened. I'm not even. I, matter of fact, the the fact that I'm not that kind of nigga should tell you it's them. I you ain't never heard me right. get on here and tell y'all to fuck with nobody, even when I was mad at them. But Mm-mm. my coworkers and stuff, they love me. I get it, but I am the nigga that's probably too positive to them. Like 
I'm the one that's like, yeah, no, they, look, they look at you like you coming in here with this goddamn sunshine. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> one that's like, it's gonna work out. I'm the one like, this shit's gonna still be good. I'm the one that's like, you know, I got faith in y'all. I got faith in us as a team. I, you know, so even when they having like a struggle week like we had this week, I'm up in that bitch like, you know, like let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't remember what it was. Something happened this week. Oh, I think, uh, well, Elena is kind of like me, where I'm like, if we was getting down to Thursday and Friday, and I was like, yeah, this is the shit. This is the one. Like, this is the day. They have to decide. This is where you to find out if you if you got that shit. You know what I'm saying? When they yes. picking out these Not, jokes, ain't no take back. got to be made. Yeah, like Monday, they could just wake up on Tuesday and feel different. And so all that right. work you did, it don't matter. All the shit you thought was hot. It ain't hot no more. So, you know what I'm saying? But 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 on Friday, nigga, Friday, we filming this bitch at, at noon. Like, what is in the teleprompter is in there. So, like, I love that feeling. I live for that feeling. Like, every other day is getting us to Friday for me. Like, and so, um, I, and I know that's probably annoying to people that I'm like that. You know what I'm saying? They probably want me to join them in the wednesday misery a little bit and i'm like nah the wednesday like, misery like, ain't no. it you're this- like no and uh, what's, what's hilarious about you you are so positive that like people from other groups actually like claim on you they're like we love people even the covid test people like we love ride ride follows all the rules people <laughs> like survey every day they was like we'll never have no problems around yeah yeah nah I'm, i mean look genuinely i try to be nice and work with everybody in there um and i think the uh the office environment we have this year we don't have a communal space so it's a lot more regimented so people aren't really able to get to know each other the way we did last year um so i do wish that would change and then um but but i just think it's because of the office i don't think that's anyone's fault and then also like this is the thing i'm nice and i'm honest and i'm truthful i'm authentic i'm sincere i'm all those things but I'll never bullshit you either. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if I don't think something is hidden, I'm not going to try to mush your face in and make you feel bad. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. And I think sometimes people think I'm so nice that they don't think that that part is happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if I laugh at something, it's because yeah, I really thought the shit was funny. Or it was so awkward that no one thought it was funny that it was funny, too. Like, that happens a lot, too. But uh yeah, because I remember yeah. one time you were saying that uh you was uh talking to them because they didn't really really think you got mad, but you was talking to them about the nerds and oh, you were just going off yeah, and that everybody was, a... was like, Rod, you really get angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking yeah, that's that's a total I think I don't I think we may have talked about that on the pregame or something, but yeah, I mean it's not yeah, I just don't I don't get angry about the show stuff really. I get right. it's frustrating at times, but um I think we get paid because it's frustrating. We get paid mm-hmm. because it's hard. We get paid because we supposed to be some badass motherfuckers that can do this shit. So Come on, never to me, you're a bad bitch. To me, that's just another chance to show that this is why y'all fuck with me, because I'm a bad motherfucker on this pen. And if you got if you got some shit. It's it's some other motherfuckers that couldn't have did it, but you got the right one today. You know what I'm saying? Like I want them to feel that. You know that like the fact that the Duke show we didn't even have an audience, a live audience. 
And that's the one that people keep going back to is like, yo, this is the best one. And it was the first show. We didn't know how to make a show. We were learning everything. If we could do the Duke thing tomorrow, it'd be better than it was a year ago. You see what I'm saying? So like to know that that's the one people keep going to is the one where I'm like, okay, okay. I know how to do this. We can do, let's go. Throw me the challenge. Let's fuck it up. So anyway, I just wanted to actually no. Karen wanted me to tell y'all that I was considered yes, under uh, consideration. I so um, I know how you are. You wouldn't have said nothing. Mm-mm. I would have. Yeah, I would. I would have said something if we either like once we didn't get nominated or if they told me like actually we submitted something else for consideration i would have i would have told y'all then like oh man i was almost considered but uh yeah why not share this journey that's why y'all listening so y'all can hear it when it happened in my my mind it counts yeah i mean i wanted to just shout it from the rooftops but i was like it's too premature like i didn't you know, I could have got home and they'd been like, actually, guys, we're going to submit a different piece. And I would be like, fuck, I should have known. Of course not. You know, but <laughs> like, what was I thinking? It's the first fucking thing I ever wrote for a TV show. Why the fuck would that be the thing that got nominated? That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I'm getting I'm getting some work in there. I'm getting some some stuff in there. And I'm, I'm just so proud of what we are accomplishing as a team. man. this mm-hmm. this is going to be for the writers and stuff. I think this episode is because we have a dark week next week, so we don't have a show. So we get Monday off for President's Day. Then we get four more four more days basically to prepare for the back half of the season. Uh the last five episodes of the season. And so this dark week came right on time because this was probably people's most exhausted feeling episode of just like trying to yes, get it together. Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the dark week. I just want us to get ahead on as much shit as possible because i think we got some dope ideas out there but we need to sit down and talk about them and figure out what we're gonna do but uh uh it just it, it just it just made me be like you know like i said this like i'm thankful that i did this i can't believe i almost didn't do this you know so uh, and I wouldn't have done this for somebody else. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people who chasing this shit as a dream, but it wasn't my dream. So, so if this, if, if it was the Colbert report, I would have been like, now why the fuck would I do that? You know, I gotta be in New York, nigga. I'm good. I'm going to go to these Hornets games, but, um, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad I said yes. I'm glad that you encouraged me to say yes. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I still I'm, miss I'm, you. I'm- I still I'm miss glad you. too. Yes, yes. I still miss you. Everything's good here. I've been going to the uh, games with your uh, mama and your daddy, and, and I've been having like a really, really uh, uh, good time uh, here. And you know, uh, been, we've been doing three guys on and stuff like that. So I've been keeping myself, you know, busy uh, around here. Uh, my goal, and I know this might sound silly. My goal is to uh, I'm gonna try to go to IKEA tomorrow. I've never been to IKEA. What, what's, so, what's in our, what you need uh, from Ikea? Just to go? Just to go. Oh, okay. Never been there. Get you some, some meatballs? Yes, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get me some meatballs. You going yeah. by yourself? Just, Don't get lost. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go in the daytime. Yeah, well, I heard it's easy to get lost in there. I've been in there before. I thought you went with me, but I've been in there before. Mm-hmm. The one off Tucker CG area, and uh, it was easy. No, this get... one is off of University. Okay. It was easy. I'm just saying the one I remember... 
I thought it was so. It was, anyway, anyway, whatever area it was like the you gotta take the fake I eighty five to get there or something. It's like off the side of the road. It's a big ass like thing. Anyway, I don't know. Saying is this: mm-hmm. be careful. You can get lost in there. Okay. So, okay. It's a it's yes. A, I just want to go eat the meatballs and just kind of go around because everybody talks about it. Let so me know about like, the okay. meatballs. I never had them before. Okay, I tell you what. To, I I tell you uh, about it because uh, everybody talk about the, the famous meatballs. I was like, yeah. well, I've never had them. I've never tried them. So I'm about to go in there and uh, get lost and roam around. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit and what, to find an exit. well let me know uh what time because if that'll determine if we do a show or not because tomorrow at six i'm doing uh i'm gonna be on silent trailers on keith and the girl check out their youtube keith and the girl it'll be live it's free for y'all to watch i believe so silent trailers i'll be playing that game at six so let me know what time you plan on going out there so we can schedule the show accordingly okay okay yeah or, it, or it, take the early. or take the day off is it's totally up to you Okay, it'll be early, cause I, I, you know, about 10, 11, somewhere around in there, about the time they open All right, up well, this, around in there. this is not stuff that need to be said on the show. Let's go ahead and oh. get up out of here until next time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just turned into a phone call. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs>